RetroSeasons.com for more sports history. Super Bowl VIII was played on January 13, 1974, when the Minnesota Vikings faced the Miami Dolphins at Rice Stadium in Houston, Texas. Minnesota had won four straight NFC Central titles from 1968 to 1971 under head coach Bud Grant. They struggled in 1972 after acquiring quarterback Fran Tarkenton from the Giants, but by 1973 they were back on track with the Purple People Leaders defense that only allowed 168 points in 14 games on their way to a 12-2 record. Miami was coached by Don Shula, who led them to a perfect season in 1972, and with only two losses in 1973, they had their eyes on a second consecutive championship. This audio recording is from the CBS radio broadcast featuring announcers Andy Musser and Bob Tucker. We're Super Bowl eight between the Miami Dolphins and Minnesota Vikings. Super Bowl eight from Rice Stadium, Houston, Texas on the CBS radio network. CBS Radio Sports presents the AFC-NFC World Championship game between the Miami Dolphins, the AFC champions and the Minnesota Vikings, the NFC champions. Hello, everyone. This is Andy Musser along with Bob Tucker, ready to bring you all the action and color as the Dolphins take on the Vikings here in Super Bowl VIII. Today's game is sponsored in part by the front-wheel drive Subaru, by Contact, the world's number one cold medicine, and by the Metropolitan Life Insurance Company. We have a great overcast day here in Houston today. The temperature just a half hour ago listed as 50 degrees. And uh, the wind from the northeast at 6 miles per hour. Very shortly now, the uh, national anthem is going to be presented. And right after that, I'm going to introduce Bob Tucker, who will be here handling the analysis for us today. Bob will have a comment, uh, certainly about Paul Warfield and his situation, but the Viking defensive squad has been introduced because the Dolphins are going to receive the ball to start the game. And I understand that they've lost only one toss all year long. So now we are set for our national anthem.
national anthem. Well, Bob Tucker, tight end of the New York Giants, is here in the booth with us today as our analyst. And Bob, everybody wants to know how Paul Warfield is going to do here today. Did you take a look at him in the pregame warm-up? Uh, yes, I did, Andy, and I watched him through his warm-ups, and uh, I think it's very critical. I'm going to be very surprised uh, if we see Paul Warfield as the uh, productive offensive receiver as we normally see him uh, throughout the year. Uh, I think his hamstring injury is, uh, I think it is serious. Uh, I've been watching him. He only did some jogging. He did some short outfalls, and I really didn't see him stretch out, and I think he's really unable to. And how much will that hurt the Dolphins? I think it's going to hurt him a lot because it's going to, uh, I don't think it's going to stretch the my uh, the uh, Minnesota defense, uh, the zone, that much, and I think it's going to possess a little bit more problems for the short pass. Here we're set for the kick. Red Cox to kick for the Vikings. Scott taking it for the Dolphins on the seven-yard line. He's up across the 20, breaks a tackle, gets to a 30, heading outside at the 35, and he is down at about the 37-yard line, a 30-yard return by Jake Scott. The stop made by Terry Brown of the Minnesota Vikings. So a, a rather uh, startling play to begin this Super Bowl game. Let's set the Dolphins for you offensively now as they will take over on their own 28-yard line. Bob Greasy is the quarterback wearing number 12. Mercury Morris at one running back. And Larry Zonka is at the other running back spot. The tight end is Jim Mandich. The wide receiver is on the one side is Marlon Briscoe, and the other is Paul Warfield. In motion, coming wide to the left is Briscoe. Pitch to the right side comes to Morris, has a block, gets across the 40, and is down at the 42-yard line by Carl Eller. And let's go now with the Vikings defense. Eller, the left defensive end. Gary Larson, the left tackle. Alan Page, the right tackle. And Jim Marshall, the right end. The linebackers, Roy Winston on the left, Jeff Seaman in the middle, Wally Hilgenberg on the right. The left cornerback is Nate Wright. The right cornerback, Bobby Bryant. And the safeties, Jeff Wright and Paul Krauss. Second and six now for the Dolphins. They have a wide formation to the right side. Only man back is Zonka, gets the handoff, slants hard off the right side and gets out to about the 44-yard line. Hard tackle there made by Larson and Winston. Uh, Andy, uh, Larson's position on the, on the line seems to be one of control, where I think one of Ellers and uh, Marshall and Page is one of just go right through. So the ball is at the Dolphins' 44-yard line. And it brings up our first ball control play of the afternoon. It's third and three for the Miami Dolphins. Standard pro set now to the right. Warfield now coming in motion out to the left side. Greasy dropping back for his first pass, firing over the middle. And the pass is complete in Viking territory at the 42-yard line to Jim Mandich, the tight end. And Bob Tucker would be well qualified to talk about that 13-yard reception. Yes, this was a formation to the right side with Warfield coming in motion this way, and Paul just took the zone with him over to the sideline, opened up the tight end right over the middle. Now the ball is at the Viking 43-yard line. As the Dolphins here on their first possession have moved it across midfield, a very foggy day here in Houston. Sellout crowd of over 71,000 on hand to watch this one. 
On the ground to Morris, landing off to the right side, but he's not going to get much this time. Heading right, he picked up practically no ground as the middle linebacker, Jeff Seaman, and the right tackle, Alan Page, were right there to bring him down. So it's second down at 10 yards to go for the Dolphins, and let's set up their offensive line for you. Wayne Moore is the left tackle. The left guard is Bob Kuchenberg. The center and a very good one is Jim Langer. The right guard, also a fine player, Larry Little, and the right tackle is Norm Evans. Jim Kick is into the backfield now for the uh, Dolphs. Another running play, and this is Zonka. He gets lots of room up the middle. A first down for the Dolphins. Tracking it all the way down to the Vikings. 27-yard line. Big hole on the left side. Big hole, and that was a good trap by, by the uh, guard, Kuchenberg. Good trap on Marshall inside. And the pickup good for 16 yards. a guy like Zonka coming through the line. You can see all the people he carries with him, and he just causes all kinds of problems for that Minnesota team, any team for that matter. He is so very strong. At the Minnesota 27, Morris back in as one of the setbacks now, and he is in a slot to the left side as Greasy drops back and fires out right, and the pass is grabbed on the way out of bounds by Marlon Briscoe. He is in. It is a reception at the 21-yard line. The reception to Briscoe. Miami now in field goal range, and I think this is very important, especially for the start of the game. They took the kickoff, got super field position, and they're doing something with the ball. And the computer says when you get down there, take the three. Got to get some points. Of course, it's a little early to think about that. It's second and four now at the Minnesota 21-yard line. A defense which gets tougher at this end of the field, they say. Zonka and Morris are the running backs. Quick opener on the left side to Zonka. And he is down to near the 16-yard line. Zonka hitting hard off the left side. Zonka now has three carries, good for 23 yards, and he's got a first down on this play right at the 16. This drive started on the kickoff and a 30-yard return by Jake Scott. And the clock's still running now with 11 and a half left to go here in the opening period. We'd like to join the many... Uh, Welcome, I should say, the many folks listening to our broadcast today, American Forces Radio around the world picking up our description of this one, and everybody wants to know what happens in the Super Bowl. Formation wide to the left. First down. Running backs are split. It's Zonka. Hit one hole, then backed out, then went in again, and he gets good room down to about the eight-yard line. Carl Eller made the stop there, but Bobby... Uh, offensive line of the Dolphins is really doing the job so far. They're doing a super job, and if they keep this up uh, through this series of downs and maybe through the next series, they're going to wear down this Minnesota front four, which I think is uh, predominantly uh, the, the, the defense, in essence, of Minnesota. Ball at the eight-yard line of the Vikings. Change at tight end for the Dolphins. Marv Fleming in. Jim Mandich is out. Second down, two yards to go. Running play to Morris, and it looks like he has the first down as he gets slightly beyond the five-yard line. And this is really going to set it up good for the Dolphins as they will probably pick up new downs here 
and be only five yards from the goal line. They are first and goal from the five. Interesting note here, Andy, that Miami offensive line is just coming off the ball so hard and so low that the first glance at it, you see that Minnesota defense, they're back two, three yards right off the snap of the ball. Five minutes of the game have gone by. Vikings have yet to touch the football. In their last game against the Cowboys, the Vikings uh, won on a long drive to start that game. So it's first and goal from the five as Greasy splits his running backs. Morris on the right, Zonka on the left. Now sending Warfield in motion toward the left side. It's Zonka straight up the middle, and he's got the touchdown. Larry Zonka carries it in from five yards out, and the Dolphins have scored first. That's some play, and that's that same trap play they've used two or three times in in this uh, series of downs, and they're, they're getting a lot of yards in front. They seemingly made yardage, uh, as I recall, Bob, on every play but one they tried so far today. I think they were stacked up at the line only once. Now, with Earl Marles a hold, we have Gary Uprebian in to try the extra point as the Dolphins... Here in their third consecutive Super Bowl and trying to win for the second straight time, have scored first. The kick is up and it is good. So the score now, the Dolphins 7 and Minnesota nothing. There's a timeout on the field with that score. Sun is shining, things are growing, things are going well with you and me. Carol Dale is the wide receiver on one side, 
John Gilliam on the other, and Stu Voigt is the tight end. Brady Alderman at left tackle, Ed White at left guard, Mick Tinglehoff the center. Frank Gallagher is starting at right guard today in place of the injured Milt Sunday, who was kicked in the knee in that Dallas game. Ron Yarry is the right tackle. Second and about five. Two tight ends are in the game right now. Doug Kingswriter is the other one. Running backs are split. Another running play to Foreman. And this time he is stacked up just about in his tracks. Not too much to work with for Foreman that time. Manny Fernandez, the left defensive tackle for the Dolphins, made the stop. The Dolphs line up across, across the line with Vern Denherter, Manny Fernandez, Bob Hines, and Bill Stample. The linebackers are Doug Swift, Nick Bonacani, and Mike Colon. The corners are Lloyd Mumford and Curtis Johnson. And the safeties are Jake Scott and Dick Anderson. Ball is at the 19, third and five. Vikings facing ball control here. And Tarkenton will throw for it as he rolls slightly to the left side. Hits Foreman with the ball. He's got it. He's up to the 20, but I don't think he has enough yardage for the first down. A completed pass to Foreman coming out of the backfield, but the Vikings will be short of the first down. As middle linebacker Bonacani, who led his team in tackles this year, and the free safety Dick Anderson combined to bring him down. They're going to have to punt now, Andy. So we will be looking at Mike Eyshide, who during the year averaged 39.8. Miami, that particular play, went into their famous 3-5-3 defense, and when Tarkenton rolled out to his right side, it just brought a hell of a lot of people over to him. For the Dolphins, Jake Scott is the deep man. In front of him is Dick Anderson. Eyshide standing at his own 10. Gets a slightly high snap, but gets it away. Fairly good kick coming off to the right side. Knocked away from Scott as he was hit with the ball, and there's a mad scramble for it, and the Dolphins have recovered it. But Scott tried to take that ball in full stride, and it was pounced away on the 33-yard punt, and Scott made the recovery himself. And I'm sure he feels very fortunate right now. Terry Brown for the Vikings made a super play and causing a fumble, and he almost came up with it. This would have been a big break for Minnesota. So the Dolphins have their second possession, and they have it at their own 44-yard line. They've been coming up with this great field position, Andy. Well, that's true, and they've had some big plays, and there haven't been many big defensive plays for the Vikings just yet. I think the Vikings are just sitting back and letting Miami do all the work, and uh, it's, it's hurting them. They're going to have to take a little bit more aggression, I feel. We've got seven minutes and eight seconds left to go here in the opening period. There's a timeout on the field, but we'll keep it here in the booth on this one and take a look at what's happened so far for the uh, Dolphins. Greasy has completed uh, both passes that he has tried, good for 19 yards. One went to Mandich, and one went to Briscoe. But the big man so far has been Larry Zonka. He's got five carries for 36 yards. He has also been helped by Merck Morris, who has three carries good for seven yards. Uh, the Dolphins faced only one third down conversion. They were so successful in moving the ball down the field that they only had to try one third down conversion, and of course they made it. So Bob, I guess the big change that we'll be looking for in this game will be some improvement on Minnesota's defense. I would think so, and I think if Miami comes down and scores right now, it's going to have to disrupt the game plan of Minnesota, even this early in the game. Running backs again are Morris and Zonka. Remember now, 
It's first and ten at the Miami 44. Slanting left as Morris gets away from one tackler, gets out to the 45, gets just shy of midfield, and he is dragged down at his own 49-yard line by Paul Krause. One of the Vikes penetrated very well, but Merck got away from him. That was Marshall, Andy, and uh, he just came right across so fast. I think what happened was the tight end missed his block coming across, and Marshall almost made a super play in the backfield. Once Morris got around him, though, there was nothing but daylight for about six or seven yards. Now imagine Tucker saying that a tight end missed his block. <laughs> that was a five-yard gain. It's second and five now. The ball just a yard shy of midfield. They're lined up in the I formation this time for the first time. Breezy on a long count. Has both backs in blocking as he passes out to the right side, and it's complete out there to Jim Mandich. And Mandich is across midfield and raced out of bounds at the 43-yard line of the Vikes. Jeff Wright and Roy Winston combined to shove him out. And uh, so for the second time today, and a first down on the play, the Dolphins are in the Viking territory. Their first possession went all the way for a touchdown. The Vikings on their first possession had the punt. Six minutes, 15 seconds left in the period. Formation comes out wide to the left side. Greasy looking over the defense and handing off to Mercury Morris. Boy, he ran into one of his blockers that time and still gets it down to the 39-yard line where he was stopped by Jeff Seaman. Morris is so quick. I think it was Larry Little that he ran past. He did. He ran right in. And still came up smelling still pretty came good. Up smelling pretty. He came out with about, I think, four on that play. So it's to the 39 of the Vikings where it's second down and just a little over five to go. We'll call it second and five. Jim Kick has now replaced Morris in the backfield. They'll sometimes use him for better blocking. And, of course, they kind of scatter it around, and he throws a pretty good block as the handoff goes to Zonka, who gets the first down as Zonka carries it down to the 31-yard line and kicked through a tremendous block. Through a tremendous block, and also the tight end threw a great block in there. We had a cross block over on the right side of the line with Winston and Marshall. It worked out well, and Zonka just blew it right through there. Oh, he has been, too. Zonka with six carries and 44 yards so far. Down to the 31 of the Vikings, and uh, who would have predicted that the Dolphins would be able to move? We don't want to say at will, because some of these plays have not been huge gainers, but uh, they've been picking up the yardage. Again, they stay on the ground, but this time they will be stopped as Jim Kick gets the handoff, and Alan Page was right there. And the Minnesota fans, who are on the other side of the field today, run up their first real yell of the afternoon. This is one of Page's assets where he comes across the line so fast, which causes really all the problems for the passing game. On the running game, if you're going to trap him inside, which Miami has been doing, where Zonka's been getting the yardage up the middle, uh, leaves the area wide open. This time it worked out well. He lost three yards on that play, and Tick stays into the game for a second and 13. Zonka, the other running back. Both receivers way out wide. Hand off to Zonka. Big hole right side. Gets across the 25 down to the 22-yard line. And Zonka picks up another 13 yards. Nate Wright, the left cornerback, was called on to come up and stop that. 
This is going to be close enough for a measurement, I believe, to see if they have a first down. Greasy really fooled the Minnesota defense that time. I think Minnesota's playing past so much. The linebackers, just at the snap of the ball, flew out of there so fast with just a simple draw play. Big hole on the right side. They're measuring for the first, and it looks like it's uh, going to be an inch short from where we view it. Here at Rice Stadium, our broadcast booth is high above the field, right at the 50-yard line, and it's just a little bit short. So it'll be third down, and I'll tell you, just an inch or so, at the Viking 22-yard line. So this is a big play for that Minnesota defense right now because they have been tested. I think if we had a little bit more field to work with, plus Miami's fine, is very happy to be on the 20-yard line, but with all the running they've been doing, I would... Uh, uh, I, I think they might try play action pass. Possibly not right here, though, on the 22-yard line. Morris back in as kick comes out, and two tight ends in for the Dolphins, as they have both Fleming and Mandich in. So normally that indicates a running play. They don't need much. It's third down. And if they don't get it here, of course, we'll see a field goal try. Probably. But Grant crossed us up a few times in the game at Dallas. And off Zonka, he's got it and then some. He falls all the way down inside the 15-yard line, and he's going to make it easy for us if he keeps running like that. There won't be that many measurements today. Call it the 14-yard line and another first down. Let's pause five seconds for stations to identify themselves along the CBS radio network. This is WBBM Chicago. Eight first downs for the Dolphins so far, and they've really been moving. They're at the 14 of the Vikings, and they have another new set of downs right now as they split the running backs. Bob Greasy behind Jim Langer calling, looking for a pass route over the middle. Frisco has it right on the goal line. He has been stopped at the one-yard line. A super catch, Andy, by Briscoe. Down about four or five yards and sliding in. Caught it on about the two. Someone clotheslined him there from Minnesota. I don't know who it was, but holding on to the ball, he just did a super job. I believe that was Nate Wright, the left cornerback of the Vikings. So it's another first down. As Greasy now is four out of four for 40 yards. So it's been Greasy and Zonka today. And now they're only a yard away from another touchdown with still 219 remaining in the opening period. Let's set them up. Morris on the left, Zonka on the right. Breezy takes the snap, hands to Jimmy Kick. Jim Kick piles over, and I don't know whether he got in or not. They're stacked up on the goal line. He's awfully close, but there's been no signal. Seemed to me, Andy, that he did make it in, but he was knocked back. I think they're going to place the ball maybe two or three inches away. I thought he got in, too, but we saw no signal, so we held up. Second down and goal from very close at hand. Zonka and Kick are the running backs at this stage. They use Morris for the open field area. So it's second down now. Zonka on the left, Kick on the right. Coming in motion is Warfield. The handoff to the second man, Kick, and again stacked up, but touchdown this time. He just did sneak it over for the Dolphins' second touchdown. A very important drive for Miami that time, and to get more points on the board is really going to put Minnesota in trouble right now. Well, they've
they've got to be discouraged. There's no question about that. I'm sure they didn't anticipate a 14-point deficit this early in the game. Strange the way these games go. The trend could change in a hurry, but so far it's been all Miami. All Larry Zonka. That's right. And a little Bob Greasy, too. And here's Garrow Upremian out of the hole tomorrow. The extra point is tacked on. And so, with a pause in the action now, the score reads Miami 14 and Minnesota nothing. Subaru, it saves you money. Subaru, it saves you gas. Subaru has front wheel drive. And Subaru is built to last. It's got a quadrizontal engine. Handles easy, too. We can sell it on gas mileage alone, but you get more car with a Subaru. If you want to keep going these days, you've got to have a car that makes every gallon of gasoline count. The front-wheel drive Subaru gets around 25 miles to the gallon on regular, and some owners report getting better than 30. Now, since the average car gets about 13 and a half miles to the gallon, if you switch to Subaru, chances are good you could cut your gas cost almost in half. Test drive the 74 Subaru today. With its peppy quadrizontal engine that gets you around 25 miles to the gallon, it'll keep you going. It's got a quadrizontal engine, handles easy too. We can sell it on gas mileage alone, but you get more car with a Subaru. With Bob Tucker, Andy Musser at the Super Bowl this year in Rice Stadium, Houston. And the Dolphins have gone on consecutive 10-play scoring drives. This most recent one worth 56 yards. And uh, the times were almost identical, too. The one drive took 517. This most recent one, 546. You're to kick off now to West and Gilliam. Coming down to West at the 6-yard line. Heading left at the 15. Has a little room at the 20. And is banged at the 25 as the flag is dropped at the 20. He is driven out of bounds by Ed Newman a reserve guard for the Miami Dolphins. A 20-yard return. But remember, we do have a flag thrown on this one, and we'll check the outcome. Only a minute 13 left here in this opening period, and it's been a stunning period as the Dolphins have just taken control. A holding call has been assessed to the Vikings. And so instead of taking over out around the uh, 25, they're going to mark this one back. And the uh, yard line for the Vikings now will be back at the 10, 15-yard penalty. Now, this field position isn't exactly what Minnesota had in mind right now. It seems like when things start going bad, they really go bad. So they've got to dig themselves out of a hole. And I suppose uh, in a case like this, they'll be just as glad to see this period in and get a chance to operate the other way and maybe change something around. So the Vikes start right out at their own 10-yard line. Oscar Reed and Chuck Foreman are the running backs. Tarkenton wants to throw, rolling right, flares it out, hits Foreman, second completion to Foreman. At the 16-yard line, Foreman is driven out of bounds. Dick Anderson, the free safety of the Dolphins, drove him out right at the 15, a gain of about five. Second down and five yards to go. Clock was stopped because the play went out of bounds. A team has never come to the Super Bowl for a second time without winning. And, of course, as you know, the Vikings were losers a few years ago to Kansas City in 1970 by a score of 23-7. to The Dolphins are trying to do what Green Bay did in the first couple of games. Second and five. 
Here's a handoff to Oscar Reed running way out to the left side. And Oscar is getting only a yard or so. Up to about the 17, Manny Fernandez, who had 67 tackles during the regular season to rank second on the Dolphin defensive squad, brings him down here. Minnesota seems to be making the good blocks, but the pursuit of Miami defense is really causing a lot of trouble from Minnesota right now. Talking about tackles by Fernandez, he had 17 in the Super Bowl last year. Third and three for Minnesota. In motion now, comes Foreman to the right side. Tarkenton back to throw, rolls right over the middle, and he has his tight end, Doug Kingswriter, a rookie from Minnesota, and he has the yardage for a first down. You couldn't make a better catch than that, Andy, and, and it, with two men around him. He was in heavy traffic, that's right. Very important first down for Minnesota now. And it, What's the key to that, Bob? You got to watch the ball and not worry about the people? <laughs> That's what they tell you to do anyway. <laughs> well, we've just heard the gun and ends the first quarter with the score. Miami Dolphins 14, Minnesota Vikings nothing. If you're thinking about a winter vacation, think about this. Florida offers you a greater variety of fun than any place else in the world. White beaches and lush greenery and blue waters and luxury hotels and water sports and cruises and golf and horse racing and great restaurants and spectacular attractions coast to coast and, well, there's just no place else like Florida. And Delta Airlines can fly you to all the fun. Delta has nonstop flights to Florida from most major cities. New York, Boston, Chicago, Philadelphia, Detroit, to name just a few. And this winter, Delta has wide ride 747s, DC-10s, Tri-Stars, and the new 727s to fly you nonstop to Florida's major resort cities. And Delta also flies to other fun spots, the Bahamas, Puerto Rico, Jamaica, Bermuda, plus ski gateways like Montreal and Bangor in Burlington. For reservations, see your travel agent or call Delta, the airline run by professionals. Delta is ready when you are. Andy Musser with Bob Tucker here at Rice Stadium, Houston, and maybe the possession chart in the first quarter tells the story as well as anything. Because Minnesota had the ball, only 3 minutes, 47 seconds. The Dolphins had it 11 minutes and 13 seconds. And offense really is the best defense you have. And Minnesota has yet to sustain a drive. And they just did get their first first down. So I think they're going to have to chew up some time, move it down the field, not really lose their poise and uh, try and go up top because they are down 14 nothing. And uh, I think Fran will take them along very well here. Former teammate of yours, Fran Tarkenton, is quarterbacking the Vikes, and they have the ball now at their own 27-yard line. Tarkenton is 3 out of 3 for 15 yards, and he has now a first down. Now the uh, Vikings are moving to our left as we view the action here at Rice Stadium. Hand off to Foreman, bowls across the 30 as he hits the left, the right side of his line, and gets to the 32-yard line. Dick Anderson, Dolphin free safety who led the league in interceptions this year with eight, makes the tackle. To the 32-yard line, it's now second down and five yards to go. Vikings, a very good offensive team during the year. Tarkenton uh, had a super season, completing 62% of his passes. Didn't throw to his backs that often, but he has such good receivers, he didn't uh, find it necessary or advantageous to do so. Second and five. 
from the Viking 32, and this time it's Oscar Reed ducking into the line, peeking off to the right side, and getting to the 35 where Manny Fernandez and uh, Bob Matheson were there to bring him down. By the way, Tuck, when we see uh, Matheson in there, they call it the 53 defense because that's the number he wears. Uh, is there any other uh, thing we should know about that 53 defense? Well, the number he wears, 53, certainly uh, coincides with the defensive call, but really they have three defensive uh, linemen up front, and they bring in an extra linebacker, which is number 53, and uh, they give them five linebackers in, instead of uh, the original three. It's a Minnesota ball control situation now at the 36 on a third and one. Handoff Reed dives. Looks like it's going to be very close because it was a long one. I think he did pick up a yard, but he may not have had enough for the first down. I don't think he made the first down. Either. I don't think so either. He got all he could out of that play. He dove into the air on the right side of the line. The Viking players are indicating that they are short. I see Grady Alderman. Uh, indicating to his bench so that they could be thinking about the strategy that he feels they did not make it. They're going to be short a good yard. They are. So they have a fourth down, and I'm sure the strategy here will dictate a punt. Mike Eyshide is being sent in to do the punting. He will be punting for the second time in the game. And the Dolphins are sending Jake Scott back as the deep man. And Dick Anderson will be the safety in front of him. Scott back at his own 23-yard line and still backing some. Eichheit standing at his 21. The snap to him is perfect. There's not much of a rush. And he gets away a high, lingering kick taken by Scott at the 22. No fair catch. Goes to the 25 and gets to the 28-yard line. Pretty good movement by Scott, who disdains the fair catch. 43-yard punt, 7-yard return by Scott. Great coverage that time by Minnesota. And now we're back on Miami with the offense again, and uh, they're going to, I think, try and wear this Minnesota defense down. And there's a timeout in the second quarter with the score. Miami Dolphins 14, Minnesota Vikings nothing. Give your hand to a friend. Give your heart to your Hey, I'm back. How's that cold? Rotten. Get the contact? I got everything. Contact, cold tablets, and this liquid. Oh, no. Honey, it's all cold medicine. Well, sure, but it only takes one contact for up to 12 hours, continuous relief from sneezing, drips, congestion. For that, I'd need six of your cold tablets. Two every four hours. Or three ounces of nighttime liquid. One every four hours. Or just one contact. The tiny tide pills do it. Well, it's all cold medicine. Those others contain antipyretic analgesics. The liquid, antitussive, and alcohol. They're not in contact. Six or three or one. I'd choose the one contact. Me too. And on the way with the cold. Six or three or one. When you catch a cold, take contact. Only as directed. and 10 for the Miami Dolphins. They are on their own 29-yard line. We've played two minutes of period number three as Briscoe comes in motion wide to the right. Flip, flip in the backfield to Morris, heading to the right side, has some room, goes to the 35, hits sideline, and is driven out of bounds at the 42-yard line as Morris has picked up a first down for the Dolphins. 
And that's just a super game. runner, Andy, a super runner in Morris. When you have a one-two punch like Zonka and Morris and the damage they do, it's just incredible. Uh, the Minnesota defense has to key on Zonka and try and stop his power. And then you give the ball to a guy like Morris who just outwits and outquicknesses everyone in a play like we just saw here. It's true. They're a perfect combination. And then when you think you have a gym kick to spell them, it really is amazing. So it's again a first down out at their own 42-yard line. Dolphins in gear for the third time. It's Sanka heading wide left this time. Has a block. Gets across the 45-yard line. And will be stopped right about that point by Jimmy Marshall and Wally Hilgenberg. The 14 points scored in the first quarter by the Dolphins ties a Super Bowl record. It was done in the third quarter by Green Bay in 1967. In the 1967 game, of course, that was the first game, and uh, Green Bay defeated Kansas City 35-10. to At the Miami 45-yard line, and Jim Kick is in, replacing Mercury Morris on a second and eight. Kick is on the left, Zonka on the right. Breezy dropping back to throw. He's got a big rush, and he's going to be trapped. Alan Page was there to trap him, and Royal Winston was there to make sure as they nailed Greasy for the first time today. This was the blitz, Andy, and no one touched Page. I think both the center and the offensive guard went for the blitzing Jeff Seaman, and Page just came in untouched. I don't think Greasy had time to turn around. Saw Page staring him in the face. Loss of 10 yards on the play, so it's third and 18. And for the first time today, the Dolphins will be really tested. They've had a few other ball control plays, but this one is a real test. They line up wide to the right, and they have the running back split in an almost sure passing situation. Except they've got those great backs. Here goes Greasy dropping back. He's going to fire, looking long over the middle. He's going for Briscoe, and it's incomplete. Briscoe all the way down the right sideline at the 25-yard line had drawn double coverage from uh, Wright. That would be Nate Wright and Paul, Paul Krause. Krause. Paul Krause made a super defensive play there. Briscoe really had the ball in his stomach, and Krause came across and just knocked it away. Beautiful pass by Greasy that time. So for the first time today, we're going to have to see the Dolphins punt. And that would be Larry Seifel, who averaged 42.3 during the year. And uh, Bobby Bryant is the deep man back at his own 24-yard line for the Vikes. Here's the punt. Seifel gets it off slightly to the right side. Fair catch called by Bryant. And he's got it at the 27-yard line. 38-yard kick. The fair catch, Andy, was the result of a great rush that time to block the kick by Minnesota. There's a timeout here in the second quarter with the score, Miami 14, Minnesota nothing. Sun is shining, things are growing, things are going well with you and me. Future plan together, a rich good life together, and things look bright as they can be.
out in life knows how important the future is to you and your family. We've been preparing hard for the future so that your metropolitan representative is qualified to help you prepare for it better. Because the better prepared you are, the better your future will be. with such excitement here today, I don't think we ever gave you the officials working the game. Ben Dreif is the referee today. Ralph Moorcroft is the umpire. Leo Miles is the head linesman. Jack Betty is the line judge. Stan Jaffe is the back judge. Fritz Graf is the field judge. Well, the Vikings have the ball now at the 27, their best field position to start today in their third possession of the afternoon here in the second period. And they're going to stay on the ground as Foreman heads wide to the right side, slices back nicely, and gets just shy of the 30-yard line. The rookie who played his college ball at Miami of Florida, Chuck Foreman, gets it out to the 30-yard line. Pickup of three, second down, and seven yards to go. Foreman today, four carries for 13 yards at this moment. 11 minutes and five seconds left here in the second period, and it's 14-0 Miami. If anything, it's possible the Minnesota Vikings uh, conceivably could have an edge in this department. The statistics uh, don't necessarily reveal that, though. So we have a third and 18 for Minnesota. Tarkenton again dropping back, putting everybody in motion, now rolling out to the right, fires the ball along the sidelines. It is caught, but out of bounds. Reception made by Kings Rider, the rookie tight end, but he caught the ball out of bounds. Great reception there, and the Tarkenton's really upset. Well, Bob, uh, they really teach you to pay attention to where they where you are, don't they? Yeah, but you have to catch the ball first, Andy. What a great reception. If you concentrate on the end line, you're not going to concentrate on the ball, and the best thing you can do is just try and catch the ball and hope you're in bounds. A replay of that play seems to indicate he might have stepped out of bounds and then come back in. So here's the punt, and it's going to be a long one by Aishai. Jake Scott taking it and fair catching at his own 34-yard line. So the Vikings uh, have had to punt all three times they've had the ball today. Eichheit has had punts of 33, 43, and 46 yards. 45 yards on the run by So with 10 minutes and 3 seconds remaining in the second period, the Dolphins get another crack. This will be their fourth possession. They scored the first two times, and they punted the last time. At their own 34-yard line, Mercury Morris and Larry Zonka, the running backs, Greasy the quarterback, Warfield is still in the game. He's the wide receiver on the left. Briscoe wide on the right. And the tight end is Jim Mandich. Here's Zonk getting a hole on the right side and getting out across the 35 and to the 36. And he may have two yards on the play. Gary Larson and Carl Eller get together to bring him down. And a flag has been dropped on the play. And we saw the wide receiver on the right side, Marlon Briscoe, come in motion back toward the play that time. Right, and this brings you to Minnesota defense. Uh, I think we're going to get a penalty against Minnesota for a personal foul, I believe. 
I think they're getting a little frustrated out there, and someone threw a punch, I believe. You know, probably what's happening is that the Viking defense feels like they got to get the job done. That they, it's up to them to keep the uh, Vikes in the game. Two penalties for 30 yards against uh, the Vikings. This one records a first down for Miami and moves the ball across midfield and puts it at Minnesota's 49-yard line, just across midfield. We understand the penalty was on Kingswriter. Excuse me, uh, Hilgenberg, Wally Hilgenberg. Here is Greasy to throw, firing out to the left, and he's got Warfield. Warfield makes the reception driven immediately out of bounds at the 43-yard line by Bobby Bryant. And Warfield that time, Andy, looked real good. He didn't look like he had a hamstring pull there. Maybe what I said in the beginning of the game really doesn't have that much merit right now. The only thing that we can say, Bob, as uh, newsmen covering the game, uh, we're kind of glad for things like sparrows in the locker rooms and, and hamstring pulls because they keep it lively the week prior to the game. Second down, four yards to go for Miami. Running backs are set off to the right side. It's Zonka slanting off to the right, getting to the 40-yard line. And he's grabbed there immediately by Jeff Seaman and Roy Winston, right at the 40-yard line of Minnesota. Let's check the Zonka figures today because he's been the workhorse. 11 carries, 71 yards for Larry Zonka. I think most of the yardage is going to be made up the middle today. Andy, both teams play a safety zone defense in which makes it a little bit more difficult to run around the ends. You have that safety man staring you right in the face. He is the force man, whereas in a man-to-man, -man, he'd be back watching pass. Miami, two out of three in third down conversions. They face one here. It's third and one at the Minnesota 40-yard line. Second man through will carry it. Morris, big hole. He has it with no doubt at all. Goes all the way down to the 30-yard line where he is stopped by the last man available, Paul Krauss. That's the second time today where they've been in a third and one, and they've picked it up with plenty to spare. And the man who made that play, Andy, was Zonka. He made such a super fake into the line. Uh, uh, everyone from Minnesota went after him. Morris just sneaked right through there and found a big hole two, three yards beyond the line of scrimmage. The first downs tell the story here today, too. Miami, 13. Minnesota, 1. So, from the 30-yard line of the Vikes, the pressure is on the defense here. As Greasy has new downs to work with, and he'll give to Zonka, who comes across the right, gets his head up, they can't stop him, he goes to the 22-yard line. Another eight-yard pickup for Zonka, and he is just today impossible to bring down. Zonka, 79 yards on a dozen carries. You know, that play just accents Zonka's power. He should have been stopped, really, for a one-yard gain by Gary Larson, but just plowed through him, just twisted and turned. Ended up making eight or nine yards on the play. Ball just shy of the 21-yard line, so we'll call it second down and one yard to go. Soon we'll start going to the uh, Super Bowl record book here and look up the rushing figures. Because Zonka is having a whale of a day. And here he goes again, straight up the middle, but he won't have anything this time. Seth Jeff uh, Seaman, the middle linebacker out of Stanford, their first draft choice, knocked him down. No gain on the play. 
Alan Page that time played that play perfectly. Just shot to the inside right where Zonko was running. Now it's third down and still a yard to go. A longer yard than it was before, really. Seven minutes and seven seconds left in the second quarter of Super Bowl Eight on a foggy day here in Houston. The way this fog's rolling in, you'd think we were by a body of water, which we are not. Jim Kick is into the backfield now, and they've lined up into an eye formation with Kick, the deep man, Zonka up front. The handoff to Zonka. He barrels across the right side. He is stacked up right on the 20-yard line. And from here, it's going to be very close. I think they're going to have the chains brought out. I think he's short a half a yard, Andy. The Dolphins think so, too. As a matter of fact, they're not even going to bring the chains out. And so it looks from here as though it's going to be field goal time. Our first attempt of the day, Garrow Yepremian handles that chore for the Dolphins. During the season, good on 25 of 37 attempts for 113 points, counting his extra points. He didn't miss any. Earl Morrill is his holder. He will set it up at the 28-yard line. Almost straight away, 28 for Garrow, a sidewinder from... Cyprus kick is in the air. That kick is good. 28-yard Garrow Yepremian field goal advances the score now. With a timeout on the field, the score reads Miami 17 and Minnesota nothing. You hit the road, and the road hits you with loss of stability, loss of control. Gabriel makes a shocking difference. With shock absorbers that keep tires on the road, keep cars under control. Now there's Gabriel Striders, the heavy-duty shock guaranteed for as long as you own your car. Lifelong Striders are made for the way you drive. For a smooth ride, adjust to regular. For better ride control, adjust to firm. For extra hard driving, there's extra firm. Regular, firm, extra firm. Triple ride Striders. The shock you adjust for the way you drive. Maramont guarantees Striders against defects and wear out for as long as you own your car. Present proof of purchase to dealer for replacement. Labor cost not included. Gabriel for the shocking difference. Six minutes and two seconds remaining in the first half. Miami with 153 yards so far with their 17 points, and Minnesota held to only 27 yards. That last scoring drive took seven plays, 45 yards, and consumed another four minutes. Here's Garrow Yepremian to kick off, and it bounces at the seven-yard line and goes over the head of uh, Gilliam, who is back to receive it, and goes out the backside of the end zone. So that'll be a touchback. And the Vikes will take over on the 20-yard line. Well, Tuck, we really didn't expect uh, the game to be dominated by either side coming in. No, not this early, certainly. And uh, Zonka, they're just, Minnesota's just unable to stop Zonka. In fact, the only time they have stopped him is when he doesn't have the ball, and then Morris has it, and he's gaining yards. The rushing record for the Super Bowl is 121 yards set by the Jets. Matt Snell back in the 1969 game. The running backs are split for first down. Tarkenton going to give to Foreman. Foreman sweeping wide right. Gets by one tackler, but picks up only about a yard. Most of his yardage was laterally to the right. Chuck Foreman stopped by Doug Swift, left linebacker of the Dolphins. 
Under five minutes and 40 seconds remaining in the game and a super halftime show set for the fans here at Rice Stadium as we have a sellout crowd of 71,882 watching on what for this time of the year has to be a cool day in Houston. It's 50 degrees. It's second and eight. Again, the backs are split, and Tarkinson drops back to throw this time, fires over the middle, and that ball is incomplete. It may have been tipped. It was intended for a Chuck Foreman coming out of the backfield, and one of the Dolphins may have tipped it. Almost intercepted, Andy. It went right through Foreman's hands, as I see it from here. Minnesota really needs a big play right now. They've got to get their confidence back. I think Matheson touched that ball. Now, in the uh, third down conversions... The Vikes only one of four. They face one now. It's third and eight. Ball at their own 22-yard line. I'm looking for a pass to the tight end over the middle. Okay, Bob Tucker. Let's see if it does develop that way. Tight end Stu Voigt, number 83, lines up on the right side with the back split. Let's see if Tarkenton knows his number. Fran dropping back. He's looking that way. And the pass is to Voigt, and it's caught. Stu is on the ground, and now he gets up. And he advances to the 39-yard line. And it's great to have a tight end as a color man. 17-yard <laughs> gain. How'd you know that? Well, that's that 3-5 defense, and you take your backs. I've noticed they've done it before, and on the Giants, we do the same thing. You send the tight end over the middle down about 14 yards. Your backs come through the line and just spread out to the both sidelines. It just opens up that tight end. Advance to the 39-yard line, and it gives the Vikings a first down and certainly a morale boost, too, because there hasn't been much to cheer about from their side so far with four and a half to go here in the first half. Fake the handoff now. Lob pass coming out and dropped on the left side by Oscar Reed. The pass was thrown slightly behind Reed as he flared out on the uh, left side. I said right, I'm sorry, as they fake the running play, but... Uh, Oscar could not hang on. Incompleted pass. Second great, and ten. Great defense by Miami. Had Oscar caught that pass, I don't think he would have made but, but a yard. This is the Vikings' fourth possession of the game. And they have punted the three previous times they had the ball. The Dolphins have had the ball four times, and they have scored on three of those four. Two touchdowns and a field goal. Second and ten, Minnesota. Running play, Foreman. Haiti is stopped, or does he get away? Ferndon uh, Herter had him behind the line of scrimmage, and then he managed to get back right to the line. But a great grab by Ferndon Herter, the left defensive end from Central Iowa. Great play by Van Den Herter, and uh, if he would have got outside, he would have had a lot of yards. Nothing but wide open spaces there for a good ten yards. Matheson back in for the Dolphins. And they take uh, Colin out, the right linebacker. Pretty good job that time by Foreman, too, to uh, avoid the trap in the backfield. Now it's third down and just shy of 10 for the first. Tarkenton will throw for it. Looking to the right side, he delivers. And the pass is caught. Reception by Stu Voigt. And he is tackled and brought down across midfield at the Miami 46-yard line. That, again, the same play, Andy, and uh, with the tight end over the middle, what's going to happen is that free safety down the middle is going to have to come up and cover that tight end. And then what we can look for is a deep ball down the middle to the inside. Vikings rolling now with two consecutive third-down conversions. 
The ball to the 46-yard line of Miami, and with 3.15 on the first half clock, the Vikes seemingly are rolling for the first time today. In motion comes Oscar Reed to the left. Tarkenton to throw out that way, and he completes the pass to Gilliam. Does a hook as he gets inside the 45, but he's not going to gain much yardage. He goes to the 43-yard line as he tried to hook around Mike Colin, but couldn't pull it off. Colin, right linebacker, brings him down. That was a quick screen to Gilliam over here on the left-hand side, and uh, we only had one blocker and two Miami defenders, so he had to cut back inside, did the best he could. I think he did a great job getting three yards out of that play. For the Vikings, this is their first trip into the Miami territory today. <clears throat> and very shortly, possibly after this play, we'll be getting the two-minute warning. Foreman going in motion to the right. Tarkinson dropped the ball, scrambled back, and picked it up. And uh, he will not lose any yardage, but he was pounced upon immediately as Tarkinson dropped the snap from center that time, and the ball will now be spotted at the 45-yard line. Simply dropped the snap from Mick Tinglehoff, one of the fine centers. Rookie Jim Lash, a receiver, is into the Viking lineup now. And we're getting the two-minute warning. A timeout on the field with the score of the Dolphins 17 and the Vikings nothing. Subaru, it saves you money. Subaru, it saves you gas. Subaru has front wheel drive and Subaru is built to last. It's got a quadrizontal engine, handles easy too. We can sell it on gas mileage alone, but you get more car with a Subaru. Subaru is a car with a lot going for you, like front wheel drive and around 25 miles to the gallon. Subaru gives you a peppy quadrizontal engine and around 25 miles to the gallon. Subaru gives you rack and pinion steering, fully independent suspension, and around 25 miles to the gallon on regular gas. If you think we want you to remember how great Subaru gas mileage is, you're right. Because Subaru has a lot going for you. And at around 25 miles per gallon, it'll keep you going. Test drive the new 74 Subaru today. It's got a quadrizontal engine, handles easy too. We can sell it on gas mileage alone, but you get more car with a Subaru. Seventeen-nothing Miami, and it would seem to me, Bob Tucker, that it would be very important psychologically for the Vikes to get something here with two minutes to go in the half. I think they have to put something on the board here, even if it is three. It's got to be something. Down 17 points going in at halftime, coming out of the third quarter is uh, a, a little bit big uh, to chew off anyway, I think so. They're having their very best offensive thrust of the afternoon. They're on the 45-yard line, and of course, you get a chance to work with the clock a little bit here with two minutes remaining in the half. Tarkenton up over center, and he's going to throw for it now. Tark back into the pocket. Plenty of time. Heaving long, looking for Gilliam. He's got him inside the 20-yard line. Gilliam sliding across the field from left to right, and he is stopped inside the 15-yard line. Well, a 30-yard pass completion. This is the play I just spoke about, Andy, where uh, that free safety did come up and cover the tight end over the middle. Tight end occupied him, and Gilliam was open down in the middle, down the post. Where normally that free safety would be, he would have picked off that pass. The only one thing that went wrong with that play was that Gilliam could not get out of bounds, and so the Vikings have had to use a timeout here to stop the clock, but I'm sure they don't mind because they are down at the Miami 15-yard line, and they need it badly. Fran is exploiting that Miami defense very well. Of course, this is one of the great things he does. 
can we say that in the first part of the game it was a feeling out process for the uh, I think so I think so I, I think uh, psychologically Miami uh, had a feel that uh, uh, Minnesota really had to come out and beat them and uh, uh, Minnesota in essence really had to be the aggressive team and uh, I think they were feeling themselves out and I think now they really have their feet on the ground Minnesota and uh, they're going to play football I hope for the rest of the game One minute and 46 seconds remaining in the first half. We've told you that it's 50 degrees here today, and the average 30-year temperature on this date here in Houston is 53, so I guess we don't have it so bad today. First and 10 for the Vikings as Tarkenton splits his running backs. They probably set up several plays here. Fakes a running play, rolls into a hole himself on the right side, inside the 10, and down to the 8-yard line. Tarkenton called his own number. This is something I've yet to see Fran Tarkenton do. He did call his own number. He had no intent of passing on that play. And I think it was a good play because as he has been rolling out to the right, the defense has been dropping off, and he just tucked the ball up under his arm and just took off. You're right, Bob. He did not intend to pass at all. And now he needs only two yards for the first down. Oscar Reed to go for it, but not this time. Stacked up on the 10-yard line. And the Vikings have taken another timeout to stop the clock, saving the precious time. A minute and 13 seconds left in the half. And the ball will be spotted now on the 8-yard line. Fran won at six that time, didn't he, Andy? I saw see him taking on those defensive people. Normally, you'll see Fran, when he is running, to go down and take what he can get and try and protect himself in a way. But he just took on those defensive people looking for that goal line. He's desperate after 13 years, Andy. Yeah, that's right. I think we should talk a little about Fran because he's an amazing story. He's a brilliant person, and this is his first uh, playoff experience this year in his 13th season out of Georgia, and he is hungry. He is, and I'm glad to see Fran have the opportunity to do this. He has a super team around him, a team that got him here. Uh, of course, it works in both directions. Quarterback's got to help everyone else, and uh, and everyone else has got to help the quarterback. And I know Fran is a little dejected right now. He can't put in, He's having difficulty putting points on the board. Miami has a 17-point lead on him, but this is a familiar situation to Fran Tarkenton, and he's the kind of quarterback you can count on to bring you back. Tarkenton has gone to the sideline to talk with uh, Bud Grant and Nick Bonacani, the middle linebacker and defensive specialist of the uh, Dolphins, has gone over to talk to Don Shula. So both sides have their strategy set, set now. Third and three with a minute 13 left in the first half at the eight-yard line of Miami. Tarkenton sets him up. Reed and Foreman, the running backs, and the handoff goes to Oscar, slanting off to the left side. He hangs on to the ball and gets just shy of the five-yard line. They'll spot it back at the six now because he kind of bounced forward there, and they will now... He's short a yard here, Andy. This poses a real problem now from Minnesota. They're down 17 points. They have to put something on the board. Do you go for three and get at least three, or but you know, seven is so much better. What are they going to do here? It looks to me like... They are going to go for the seven points. Yes, they are. And incidentally, Vern Denherter, the left defensive end of the Dolphins, limps slightly coming off the field, replaced by number 72, Bob Hines. Six-yard line. It's fourth down. They're going to go for it. Let's see how they do it. It's a bunched-up formation, very tight. Hand off to Oscar Reed, and he will not get it. Stacked up on the five-yard line. 
and the Minnesota Vikings turn the ball over to the Dolphins on down. I thought he had it, Andy. He bounced around inside, hit a couple of his own men, tripped over one of his own men, and really kept them from making the first down. This has got to hurt Minnesota. They had to put some kind of points on the board. It's easy to say right now in second guess you go for the three where you can put something on the board, but I can understand their decision. I would have probably myself would have gone for the seven. Actually, uh, there was a fumble on that play in that stack up there, and Jake Scott made the recovery. Of course, the uh, Dolphins would have gotten the ball in any event, and at the exact same position. So it's the five-yard line, 30 seconds remaining in the first half, and I'm sure that we're not going to see uh, very much out of the Miami Dolphins right here. They'll probably just run one play and let the first half end. And that one play will go to Larry Zonka, who heads straight up the middle. And uh, it's been that kind of a day for Zonka. He still picks up about three yards. Well, I think we'll see time run out here, Randy. And Miami is certainly in the driver's seat. I think I misread Zonka's direction, too, a little bit. There was no gain on that play. That uh, Minnesota drive was 13 plays covering five minutes and 26 seconds and the Vikings are playing out the strategy here by calling a timeout in hopes of course that there might be a fumble here and that they could pick up the ball and have one quick thrust at it the game clock shows 12 seconds left here in the first half a half which has been almost totally dominated by the Miami Dolphins trying to win their second consecutive Super Bowl well I don't think they'll be celebrating too much at halftime yet this Minnesota team is is one that can come back but they've got to be very loose. I'm, I'm sure they're very delighted with that 17-point lead. Minnesota's going to have to change some things around. Paul Warfield has just come off to the sideline for the Dolphins. He will not be in this last play. And I believe he was replaced by Howard Twilley. No, they've taken him out for a double tight end. They have Mandich and Fleming both in the game. At the five-yard line, another handoff. Again, it goes straight up the middle. And Zonka with the carry. Again, he is not going to get very much, and this time, time will run out. So there's the gun sounding the end of the first half with the score, Miami Dolphins 17, Minnesota Vikings nothing. We're ready for the second-half kickoff. This time, the Vikings will get the ball first. Yepermian approaches it. Moving to our left, the deep men are Weston Gilliam. A low catch by Gilliam right at the goal. Comes to the 10, 15, 20. Got some room. The flag is down as he rolls up the right sideline. He's across midfield. He's at the 40. He's across the 35 of Miami. And he is driven out of bounds at the 34-yard line. But a flag is down way back, and it's going to go against the Vikings. A clipping call. We're going to have clipping against Minnesota, and... I don't know. This is, uh, you know, I've experienced this all year with uh, things that are happening to the New York Giants. Why, uh, you know, we get our confidence back and come out enthusiastically and try and get something done. You get a great return like this all the way down to around Miami's 30, 25-yard line. You end up with the football back on your own 10. That was a 65-yard return by Gilliam. And what's he have to show for it? A 15-yard penalty. So, officially, he'll be given a, uh, what, a 10-yard return? <laughs> I believe. A 20-yard return. 20-yard return with a penalty. Anyway, the ball is back on the 10-yard line. 
and it's first and ten for the Vikings at their own 20. They'll stay on the ground with Foreman trying to go outside right, and he'll gain three yards as he takes it out to the 13-yard line. Chuck Foreman, who averaged 4.4 yards every time he carried the ball during the regular season. Tim Foley made the tackle. Tim now playing at the left wing back spot. Mumford had started there. So from the 13-yard line, the Vikings now have a second and eight. Chuck Foreman and Oscar Reed are the running backs, and they're out in the eye formation at the moment. Fran Tarkenton, the quarterback, a man who has never been injured in 13 years, rolling to the right side. Throwing back across the green, nearly intercepted, finally caught by Foreman. But I want to tell you that Mike Colon almost caught that ball, and if he had, touchdown. Was that Colon? I believe it was Matheson. Well, whoever. We almost had seven points the other way. Boy, that's for sure. Oh, what a play. So the ball stays at the 13-yard line. In third down conversions, four of eight for the Vikings. They've got one here. A third down, eight-yard situation. Will Tarkenton go to the air? Probably. Backs are split. Now Foreman heading in motion to the right side. Tarkenton rolls back that way. He wants to throw. He's being pursued by Fernandez, and he is dragged down by Manny. A loss back to the six-yard line. The second trap today against Tarkenton. Miami team just seems unstoppable right now and that really, that kickoff return and the setback really put Miami down, or Minnesota down. Well, they're going to have to punt now on a 4th and 13 and it's not going to be an easy punt. Eyscheid will be back up against the end of the goal line. Actually, to make sure now, he's not standing quite back that far but he's not back as far as he would like to be to make a punt. And we have Jake Scott, the short man for Miami. Dick Anderson, the deep man. Here's the punt. Super punt. Heading back across midfield. Great punt. Taken by Scott at the 45. Gets to midfield. Gets to the other 45. And he is down at the 43-yard line of the Vikings. And so as a result of their stellar defensive play, Miami will have great field position. That was a 50-yard punt and a 10-yard return. Miami's still in the driver's seat right now with this great field position, as opposed to where Minnesota had the great field position. And again, going back to that penalty, I hate to harp on it, but it really set Minnesota back. 43-yard line of Minnesota. So Miami takes over now. We're just underway here in the third period, and it's been a Dolphins day. This seems to be their bowl. Somebody wanted to rename this the Dolphin Bowl because they have dominated it in the last couple of years. Here is Morris heading off to the left side. Seaman has a hold of him. And the gain will be only one yard as middle linebacker Seaman drags him down. Second down and nine yards to go. And these Dolphins, they've been here so often. Speaking of that uh, interesting thing, I spoke to one of the novelty and souvenir salesmen in the hotel, and he was upset that Miami was here again because apparently the, the people who bought novelties and souvenirs uh, two in uh, uh, one and two years ago, brought the same ones back this year, so they're not really buying from them. <laughs> <laughs> He'd like to see two fresh teams every year, as right. Second down, nine yards to go. Running back split for the Dolphins. They have a wide formation to the right. Warfield in the hole on the right now heads in motion to the left side. Greasy 
on a cross-buck play, gives to Zonka, and he's got pretty good yardage as he slants from left to right and gets to the 38-yard line, where again, Jeff Seaman is the man called to bring him down. And they're opening up big holes in the middle of that line. It's now third down and five yards to go. Zonka, that time, looked like he was going to get more than he actually got. Minnesota, Minnesota closed very fast. In third down conversions, Miami three out of five. Best line from the Super Bowl is about left guard Bob Kuchenberg, who has a foot-long metal rod in the bone marrow of his left arm to repair a fracture, and Kuchenberg says, I'm getting better reception on my car radio. <laughs> you believe that? I wonder if he's tuned in this afternoon. Greasy drops back his seventh pass of the day. Wide left down the sidelines. It is caught. Bre uh, Warfield caught the ball while skidding down, and the game goes all the way to the 11-yard line. A 27-yard pass play and an amazing catch by Warfield. Just a great pass by Greasy, a great catch by Warfield. And this is the second time that Greasy has thrown right into the zone of Minnesota. The first time it was broken up by Paul Krause, but this time, great reception by Warfield. Yeah, it's amazing. Greasy has only thrown the ball seven times today. He's good on six out of his seven. He's got 73 yards. It's almost like he, uh, he doesn't need to pass, but when he does, it's successful. This Miami team is a real machine. First and 10 at the 11, which is really an advantage because they can maybe pick up a first down down there where the yardage gets tough. Slanting off to the right side, the running back, Larry Zunka, and he gets down to the 8-yard line. Carl Eller, left defensive end, brings him down there. Help from Roy Winston, linebacker on that left side. And we'll call up the 7-yard line as the ball is across and cleanly into the territory beyond the 8. Second down and seven yards to go. Zonka, 18 carries, 86 yards. Longest gain of the day for Zonk was 16. And so the Dolphins, who scored on their first two possessions of the first half, are threatening to do it again. Only one setback now. Greasy wants to throw, looking to his left, now scrambling to his right. He's rolling. He still wants to throw. He's being chased. He is driven out of bounds at the five-yard line. A two-yard gain for Bob Greasy, who definitely wanted to throw that time, but never could discover a receiver. Roy Winston chased him out. Had a lot of time to throw that time, Andy. He did sprint. I, th I thought he was going to run it. He had some daylight, then float up a little bit, looking for, looking for a receiver. Decided none. There weren't anyone around, and Page finally ran him down. Or, Cause them to go out at the five. Now, key play. Third down. Four yards for the first, but five yards from a touchdown. 9.38 left to play here in the third period, and this team threatening to score. Miami already leads it 17 to nothing. Running backs are Morris and Zunka. Minnesota almost offsides. Give to Morris. Wide left. He's being pursued. He's not going to make it. A flag is down. And Mercury Morris is driven out of bounds at about the 14-yard line. Bobby Bryant, the quarterback, drove him out. A flag thrown on the play long before the completion of the play. And it looks as though the penalty will be against Minnesota. It's a holding call against the Vikings. This is a crazy penalty down in here. How we got a holding call against the Vikings? Uh, it would seem to me with the crackback, as Morris tried to run that left side, uh, the penalty would be against Miami for clipping, but it's not. 
Miami has not been penalized today. For Minnesota, this is their fourth penalty and 37 yards. What a break for Miami. This is going to bring about a first down. The penalty called on number 58, Hilgenberg. We're told that right linebacker Wally Hilgenberg was the guilty man here. The ball being placed at the eight-yard line. And it's a first down. Defensive holding is an automatic first down. So, first and goal from the eight-yard line. Not bad, Andy. Third and four. They lose three yards and get a first and ten. <laughs> and he's doing that without a calculator, folks. <laughs> Even though they make them down here in Texas. Jim Kick is in the backfield now. First and goal for Miami from the eight-yard line. They've taken Morris out, so they have the stronger of the two running backs, uh, muscle-wise, in there right now, Kick and Zonka. From the eight. Breezy hands to Zonka behind Kick's block, goes to the five, and he is tripped up right short of the goal line. They'll mark it at about the two-yard line. Bobby Bryant stopped that play as it's getting very close to being another score for the Miami Dolphins. They have been so tough, and their drives are taking up time, too. Nine minutes and 15 seconds remaining here in the third period. Big hole that time for Zonka. He took advantage of every bit of it. He's been tough today. I don't know... Now you can imagine a running back being any tougher than he is today. 91 yards he has now. Second down at the two-yard line. Greasy turning around to check his running backs. Looks as though he's almost talking to Zonka. Now he hands off to Zonka, heading right side. Touchdown, Larry Zonka. His second touchdown of the afternoon. And the Dolphins, if they haven't already, have now established clear superiority in this game. And that was sure power, Andy. He was hit on the two-yard line and just pulled his way right through. A two-yard score for Larry Zonka, who had taken one in from the five-yard line earlier in the game. Jim Kick scored a one-yard touchdown, and now it's Garrow Yepremian in with Earl Morrow holding to try to add the extra point. 8.44 left in the third period. Yepremian tries it. It is good. There's a pause in the action with the score. Miami Dolphins 24, Minnesota Vikings nothing. Give your hand to a friend. Give your heart to your heart. Give your cold. The sooner the better. Hey, I'm back. How's that cold? Rotten. Get the contact? I got everything. Contact, cold tablets, and this liquid. Oh, no. Honey, it's all cold medicine. Well, sure, but it only takes one contact for up to 12 hours, continuous relief from sneezing, drips, congestion. For that, I'd need six of your cold tablets. Two every four hours. Or three ounces of nighttime liquid. One every four hours. Or just one contact. The tiny time pills do it. Well, it's all cold medicine. Those others contain antipyretic analgesics. The liquid, antitussive, and alcohol. They're not in contact. Six or three or one. I choose the one contact. Me too. And I'm the one with the cold. Six or three or one. When you catch a cold, take contact. Only as directed. At Houston with Bob Tucker, Andy Musser describing the Super Bowl, which is a Dolphin uh, affair right now. 24 to nothing. Zonka, 20 carries, 94 yards, two touchdowns. 
He ties an individual Super Bowl record, as does Miami, with three touchdowns rushing as a team. Yepremian's kick will be a little short. Taken on the five-yard line by Gilliam. Let's see if he can do it again. Gets away from a tackler at the 10. Comes to the 15. Slants back at the 20 toward midfield. Stacked at the 25-yard line. Gilliam trying to put some magic into it. He gets a 20-yard return. He had a 65-yarder nullified by a clipping call the last time around. And how frustrating this must be for Minnesota. Miami seeming to do things, anything, pass, run at will, and Minnesota fighting for their lives to get a first down. Let's see if Minnesota can do something about it here. Ball is at the 26-yard line of Minnesota. Running backs are split. Looks as though Dale lined up on the wrong side. Now he comes to the left and goes into the slot. Tarkenton dropping back into the pocket. Now comes up. I don't know whether this was a draw or not, but he gets to the 30 and gets stacked out there at the 31-yard line by Bob Matheson. He'd run, if it was a quarterback draw, Bob, he went back awfully deep. No, I don't think it was a quarterback draw. He had every intention of passing that time. Saw a hole open up for him and took what he could get. And he got it up to the 31-yard line, a gain of five. Second down, five yards to go. And a lot of coming back to do for Minnesota, a team with a great season. 12 victories and two defeats. Two playoff wins to go with it. But not much to hang their hat on today. Tarkenton flares one out to the right side. It's complete to Foreman. Gets to the 35. Foreman's still on his feet at the 40. And Foreman is down at the 41-yard line. He'll have enough yardage for the first down. Five first downs for the Vikings today with 7.35 left in the third period. And wherever you're listening to our CBS Radio Network broadcast today, we certainly hope that you're enjoying it. Although, if you're uh, rooting for the Vikings, uh, that might be stretching it a little. First down now for Minnesota. They had one good drive toward the end of the first half, but they just couldn't cash it in. Draw play. Up the middle comes Oscar Reed. Gets across the 45 and is stopped now at the 47-yard line as Reed picks up the yardage to the point where Jake Scott brings him down. He got six. Second down and four yards to go. Minnesota seemingly opening it up here. Quick screen. Play before. This previous play dropped the middle. Let's see what we have now. A very gray, overcast day here in Houston. They're calling it fog. And uh, generally unpleasant. Tarkenton again rolling out to the right. That pass was tipped, but it's complete to Oscar Reed out to the right side. Does a complete pirouette to try to get away from the tacklers. And does indeed get back to the line of scrimmage. He was fortunate he didn't lose any yardage on that one. And had and there been a Miami interception there, again, there would have been clear sailing ahead. And Miami is seeming to play all pass, all pass. Uh, they have that 3-5-3 defense in there, uh, as I see it, most of the game. They're not playing Minnesota's run you know, hardly at all, basically pass. Look of course, in this situation, down 24 points, uh, it's not out of the ordinary. Looks like uh, Matheson might have had a chance at that one. Third and five for the Vikings. And they'll go for it on the ground, and they will not get it. Oscar Reed is sacked up, and if anything, Oscar lost a yard as he headed straight up the middle. And again, Bob Matheson is there for the tackle. So at the 46-yard line, the Vikings have been stopped. They had to punt, 
Well, let's see. They have putted four of the five times they've had the ball prior to this, and the other time they lost it on downs. Minnesota unable to make that big play. That's right, Bob. Eichheit standing at his own 31, gets the ball delivered to him and hits it fairly short. It's a high punt, but not carrying too long, but takes a great roll for the Vikings as it hit on the 20 and now bounces all the way down to the 10-yard line and then starts to roll back the other way. They will blow it dead at the 11. So that punt, although it didn't do a very good job in the air, turns out to be a 33-yard punt. A timeout on the field. With the score, Miami Dolphins 24, Minnesota Vikings nothing. Subaru, it saves you money. Subaru, it saves you gas. Subaru has front wheel drive and Subaru is built to last. It's got a quadrizontal engine, handles easy too. We can sell it on gas mileage alone, but you get more car with a Subaru. If you want to keep going these days, you've got to have a car that makes every gallon of gasoline count. The front-wheel drive Subaru gets around 25 miles to the gallon on regular, and some owners report getting better than 30. Now, since the average car gets about 13 and a half miles to the gallon, if you switch to Subaru, chances are good you could cut your gas cost almost in half. Test drive the 74 Subaru today. With its peppy quadrizontal engine that gets you around 25 miles to the gallon, it'll keep you going. It's got a quadrizontal engine, handles easy too. We can sell it on gas mileage alone, but you get more car with a Subaru. The Miami Dolphins have the ball back again with five minutes and three seconds left in the third period. They scored the only other time they had it this half. However, this time they're back at their own 10-yard line. Staying on the ground and heading up the right side is Mercury Morris. And he will gain yardage to the 14-yard line. A pickup of four for Merck. Carl Eller brings him down there. Mark it at the 14. And it's second down and six yards to go. I've seen a lot of one-man tackles by Minnesota, and it seems that if any of these running backs uh, get beyond that one-man tackler, they've got a lot of open space. Miami blocking has just been super, especially in shutting off the pursuit by Minnesota. Greasy has been a master today, handing off frequently to his running backs and passing almost perfectly. Here's Zaka again, huge hole up the middle, and he gets it to the 28-yard line. He's got another first down, and Zaka now, with a 14-yard pickup, goes over the 100-yard mark. He has 108 yards now on his 21 carries this afternoon. And that's that same play we've seen so often this afternoon, a sprint out by the quarterback and a counter play back inside the Zonka. And Minnesota hasn't stopped it yet. The Zonk has been something. Spotted at the 27-yard line, a first down for Miami. And the crowd now here at Rice Stadium being told what we told you, and that is that the Zonk is over 100. Here's a handoff that never got uh, too far. He did get the ball to Zonka, and Zonka was stacked up in his tracks this time by Jim Marshall and Gary Larson. And two yards will be lost on that play. And uh, quarterback Greasy was also tackled as the defense did not want to take a chance on the fact that he had not given up the ball. Jim Kick comes into the backfield as Morris leaves. Only one more football game left in the season, and that's a week from today, the Pro Bowl game, which uh, is always a little anticlimactic after a Super Bowl. 
And we want to mention that the pro ball players are going to be practicing in San Diego, even though the game is going to be played in Kansas City. The weather's so bad there. Here's a running play again to Zonka. Gets back to the 30-yard line. Middle linebacker Jeff Seaman is there to bring him down. The Super Bowl being anticlimactic, and he, uh, I wish I were going. It wouldn't be anticlimactic for me. Yeah, maybe I misspoke uh, because the players who are involved probably don't feel that way. Many of them don't. It certainly is a good time. I've been to the Pro Bowl several times uh, as a spectator, and uh, they have a nice week. Miami with a third and seven from the Dolphin 30-yard line. Formation is strong to the left with the back split. Breezy. Gives it to uh, Zonka, straight up the middle. And he will not have the yardage for the first this time as he gets it out to the 33, but Page and Larson are waiting for him there. And the Dolphins are going to have to punt for only the second time today. They punted the third time they had the ball in the first half, and they are punting here on their second possession here in the second half. But they lead the game 24 to nothing. Bobby Bryant, a single deep safety for the Vikes. Seifel standing at his own 18-yard line, awaiting the snap. It comes to him. And a high punt comes down at the 40-yard line of the Vikes, then bounce forward, and so it is down by the Dolphins. And there's a pause in the action with the score. Miami Dolphins, 24, Minnesota Vikings, nothing. Sinus flares up. Sometimes your whole face aches. When you need occasional help, get Sinoff tablets, the sinus medicine. Sinoff works with a full dose of pure aspirin for sinus headache, plus a sinus drainer for congestion. That's how Sinoff helps sinus pain while you drain. Help sinus pain while you drain. Take Sinoff only as directed. S-I-N-E-O-F-F. The sinus medicine in the bright red box. With Bob Tucker, Andy Musser at the Super Bowl with 1.34 left in the third period. And after what was only a 24-yard punt by Seifel, the Vikings getting yet another chance to start their way back into this thing as they have good field position, their own 43-yard line to start their drive. This is possibly their best field position all day. They have... Uh, not had a drive here in the second half. They had a great 65-yard kickoff return to begin the half, but it was nullified by a clipping call. This is their third possession of the second half, and they had to punt the previous two times they had the ball. At their 43, first and 10, Tarkenton splits his running backs, takes the snap, rolls to the right, has good blocking, delivers over the middle, completes the foreman. He is at midfield, and now he is brought down at the 49-yard line of Miami. And again, Andy, this 3-5-3 defense, and I think we're going to see a lot of passing, a lot of completion, completion to the uh, Minnesota backs. Nearing the end of period number three, Foreman has caught five balls today for 21 yards. A second and three here with, again, the back split. Ed Marinaro has the ball just into the game, runs around the right side, and he may be close to getting the first down before he was driven heavily backward by Manny Fernandez, another, on the tackle. But 
It depends here where they spot that forward progress. He could have the first down as the second-year man from Cornell, who was their second draft choice last year, enters the game as a running back for the first time. And the Vikings do indeed have the first down. You know, Andy, you've really got to compliment this Miami front three and not the front four. They all are playing their 3-5-3, three, three, and I would tend to think there'd be more yardage gained by Minnesota running, but it just, it just hasn't been that way. At the Miami 46-yard line, Vikings first and 10. They've got to get moving, and they need plenty. Tarkenton back to throw for it, slanting to the left side, off the fingertips of Foreman, and they were lucky that slipped to the artificial surface here before it could be picked up by Curtis Johnson, who is very near to making an interception. Second and 10. This, by the way, is the standard uh, AstroTurf, although it is a new installation. Uh, they had AstroTurf here on this field before, but this uh, particular uh, copy was put down just prior to this season. Lights have been on since before the game started. And Marinaro is again in the Viking backfield along with Oscar Reed as Foreman is out. Second and ten. Marinaro considered to be a better receiver than Foreman. And Tarkenton is going to throw. Now he scrambles to his right. Now he releases. And coming back to get that ball on an amazing recovery was John Gilliam, who came back at least seven yards to make that catch. And that's the end of the third quarter with the score. The Miami Dolphins, 24. Minnesota Vikings, nothing. Subaru, it saves you money. Subaru, it saves you gas. Subaru has front-wheel drive, and Subaru is built to last. It's got a quadrizontal engine, handles easy too. We can sell it on gas mileage alone, but you get more car with a Subaru. Subaru is a car with a lot going for you, like front-wheel drive and around 25 miles to the gallon. Subaru gives you a peppy quadrizontal engine and around 25 miles to the gallon. Subaru gives you rack and pinion steering, fully independent suspension, and around 25 miles to the gallon on regular gas. If you think we want you to remember how great Subaru gas mileage is, you're right. Because Subaru has a lot going for you. And at around 25 miles per gallon, it'll keep you going. Test drive the new 74 Subaru today. It's got a quadrizontal engine, handles easy too. We can sell it on gas mileage alone, but you get more car with a Subaru. Along with Bob Tucker, Andy Musser at Rice Stadium in Houston for the final 15 minutes of the Super Bowl. We haven't even talked about the possibility of going into overtime if there's a tie, and uh, with a 24-0 score right now, I guess we'll save that one for later, if at all. Minnesota hasn't had that much to cheer about, Andy, and, you know, it just goes to show you the poise and the confidence of the Miami team. They come out from the opening kickoff and uh, just played their game of football, and uh, they scored 24 points doing it. No trickery, trickery really involved, and uh, uh, they're just a super football team. They are the professional football version of the 1950-ish Yankees who uh, dominated their era in baseball. And uh, the Dolphins appear to be doing the same. They lost their first Super Bowl, you know. Came back and won the next right. time. And uh, only the Green Bay Packers under Vince Lombardi have won consecutive Super Bowls, but the Dolphins appear to be en route to doing that today. Minnesota with the ball right now at the 44 of Miami. 
And Tarkenton again drops back into the pocket. He's had pretty good protection. Fires over the middle, and he has a completion at the 28-yard line to Stu Voigt, the tight end, which gives Tucker a chance to come in here. I like that play against the 3-5 defense, and you really do. A tight end does have a lot of room, especially with that free safety dropping back deep in the middle. You do have all kind of room in there. Stu, Stu made a very good catch on that one, too. Ball is at the 29-yard line. A first down. Seven first downs for Minnesota, but 17 for Miami. Again, Tarkenton wanting to throw. Lofts it softly to the right side, complete to Gilliam, and he steps out of bounds at the 20-yard line. Gilliam Great. knew he had no room to work, so he just stepped out. Great timing pass by that, that time by Fran, and uh, he let the ball go way before Gilliam had turned around. As soon as he did turn around, it was right there. A very softly thrown ball. Tarkenton today... Uh, Four of, excuse me, 14 of 18 for 125 yards. You certainly can't complain about his percentage. But as Bob mentioned earlier, no real big plays for my for Minnesota today. A second and one is coming up here with the running back split, and Tarkenton wants to throw for it, firing long to the left side, over the head of rookie Jim Lash from Northwestern, the third-round draft choice this year, who was out wide on the left but had no chance for the ball, covered by Curtis Johnson. Now, Bob, I would expect that Fram would go to the more typical call and go on the ground to pick up the down. That's third and one. I would think so. This is a, I think we might see something a little bit outside or off tackle here as opposed to up the middle for this one yard. They brought an extra tight end in. Ball is right on Miami's 20-yard line. It's been the Miami defense today that has yielded at times but has never broken as they leave 24 to nothing. And uh, they stopped a tremendous drive earlier in the game, right at the end of the first half. Here's the play. Coming to the right side, Oscar Reed on the carry. He's got the first down and room to spare as he lugs it to the 13-yard line. Oscar, the fullback, who averaged four yards every time he touched it during the regular season, was stopped by Jake Scott. But it is one of the few big plays for Minnesota today. And that's the play Minnesota's been trying to run all day, right up to that off-tackle position and trying to get outside with it. And this time, Reed faked going outside, cut back in, and then went out around the defender. Very good play. Reed has carried nine times for 20 yards. First and 10 at the Miami 13. Tarkenton sets the running backs wide apart. Drops back into the pocket, looking to the left side. The pass is complete and driven out of bounds is Jim Lash at the three-yard line. And the rookie from uh, Northwestern has made two key catches in this drive. That's the spot normally occupied by the veteran Carol Dale. And we're going to have a measurement here to see if the bikes have another first down. They're going to be close uh, from here. Bob, it would seem as though they're a little short. They're a little short. I think they're short by about the length of a football. In fact, they're not even going to measure right now. Another good pass by Fran, and uh, he's really having a pretty good day, I think. We are, by the way, located on the Miami side of the field. The fans over on this side are already declaring themselves number one, and they're beginning to uh, be a few incidents in the stands here as we take a look at the next play. Tarkenton over Tinglehoff, rolling to the right side. Plenty of blockers, wants to take it himself, and goes! He looked like Larry Zonka that time, Andy. He wanted, that was that play we saw in the beginning. Quarterback rollout. 
Tucked the ball into his arm and headed for that goal line. Brad Tarkenton from the three-yard line carries it in himself for the touchdown. And the Vikings are on the board for the first time today with 13.25 left in the game. It's been a frustrating afternoon for them, and they've got to feel a lot better now, although the comeback still has a long way to go. And here is Fred Cox, who kicked 33 consecutive extra points during the year, tacking on another one here with 13.25 left in the game. There's a timeout on the field with the score, the Dolphins 24 and the Vikings 7. If you don't want to get left out in the cold this winter, Delta is ready when you are. If you like sunny beaches and golf, Delta Airlines can whisk you to Florida's major resort cities. Miami, Fort Lauderdale, Tampa, St. Petersburg, Orlando, Walt Disney World, West Palm Beach. Or maybe you like nightlife. Delta will fly you to New Orleans. Or maybe you'd like to hop down to some island in the sun. Delta has flights to the Bahamas and Puerto Rico and Jamaica and Bermuda. Then again, maybe you're planning a vacation at sea. Delta gets your cruise off to a flying start with flights to port cities in Florida and the Caribbean. Or maybe you'd like a ski holiday in New England or Canada. Delta will fly you to ski gateways like Montreal and Bangor and Burlington. So see your Delta travel agent soon. Just say where and he'll take it from there. Delta is ready when you are. And Bob, with the Vikings trailing so severely here, despite their score, can we look for them to try an onside kick? I wouldn't be surprised. Uh, Miami is looking for it. Uh, Minnesota huddled up like they're going to do it, so let's see. Morris and Scott are the deep ones as Cox tries it. It is a squib kick. It goes across the 50. There's a scramble for the ball, and I think the Vikings have it. Minnesota has it. Minnesota has pulled it off. A squib kick by Fred Cox, and he put it almost perfectly. And Terry Brown, a reserve safety, scrambled across the 50 and picked up the ball. And the Vikings have new life, and Bob, it's got to charge them up. It's got to charge them up. And that kick uh, really wasn't that good a kick by Cox. It was a more of a line drive kick, and it looked like Matheson stuck his foot up. And now, Bob, we're getting an offside call on the play. I didn't even see the flag thrown, frankly, but uh, it looks as though they're going to kick it again. <laughs> And, of course, uh, that's a tough assignment to ask a guy to go out there and do that again. So many things have to go right on the squib to make it work. Do you get the impression that today isn't Minnesota's day? Boy, that's true. You know, with a 65-yard kickoff return nullified by a penalty, and now a squib kick re uh, recovery nullified, <laughs> the bikes are really hurting. Now, of course, there's a five-yard penalty involved here, too. That doesn't mean so much. The ball goes back to the 35. And Cox will be called upon to try it again, if indeed that is their strategy. Here again, the ball only has to go 10 yards. So now recovery can be made at the 45, or across the 45, in their own territory, if Fred can pull it off. Let's see what he does. He, well, he lays into a low one. It's not a squib kick. It's picked up on the 18-yard line by Scott. Scott gets up to the 25, runs left at the 30, still on his feet at the 34-yard line where he is nailed and nailed hard right at the 34. A 16-yard return by Scott. And Doug Sutherland made the tackle. 
Shula anticipated the onside kick that time. I think his front four or five men were people uh, used to playing around with the football, all his backs and in. Dolphins getting the ball for the third time here in the second half. They scored once and punted once. They're getting it at their own 34-yard line. Breezy handing off to Zonka. He's been the big man today, and here come a few more yards as he goes straight up the middle. Zonka carrying to the 37-yard line. Pick up a three, second down, seven yards to go. Let's check Zonka's figures right now. 24 carries, 116 yards. Hank Goldberg is doing a good job on our statistics here today, and Harley Peterson is helping us out as a spotter, and Harley's doing a great job, even though he's not very happy about it. He's the business manager for the Vikings. Second and seven for Miami. Bringing Briscoe in motion back to the right side. And a handoff comes out the right way to Morris, but he's going to get nowhere. He even tripped over Zonka that time as he tried to get out to the right side, and that's about as fancy a play as you'll see Miami try to run. Roy Boy. Winston made a real good play on that one. He did, on a left-side linebacker. Well, Miami's into a third down and long right now, and uh, really what they didn't want, I think they would have been perfectly happy to pass the time and going down the field and run the ball, but now they're going to be, they are in the position right now of trying to gain 10 yards. I think they're going to have to go up top. They've been good on five of seven third down conversions. Jim kicked back into their backfield now, and this will be a tough one. It's a third and nine. Probably they will go up top. The pass. Greasy back into the pocket. Now rolling up the middle, gets to the 35, gets to the 40. He is dropped at the 40-yard line, and he will not have the first down. He made about four yards after dropping way back, and uh, Wally Hilgenberg and Jeff Wright get together to stop it. A punt coming up by the Dolphins for the third time in the game and the second time here in this half. Seifel has made punts of uh, 38 and 24 yards today. Bobby Bryant, the deep man for the Vikes, standing at his own 20. Seifel standing at his 25. Minnesota going for the block here. Couldn't quite pull it off. Seifel gets a beauty away. What a sailor. And Bryant is not going to feel this one. And it stops on the one-yard line. And the Dolphins have found it on the one. Was a tremendous kick, a 59-yard cycle punt, and then they were able to down it before it went into touchback territory. There's a pause in the action with the score: Miami 24, Minnesota 7.
how important the future is to you and your family. We've been preparing hard for the future so that your metropolitan representative is qualified to help you prepare for it better. Because the better prepared you are, the better your future will be. Musser and Bob Tucker at Rice Stadium in Houston, the conclusion of the Super Bowl. 10.47 left and a 24-7 Miami lead. Let's watch the action now as the Vikings take over at their own three-yard line. Tarkenton standing in the end zone, fires it out to the left, and it's complete at the 12-yard line. The Marinero fights his way out to the 15, and that's about all he can get. And it's kind of scary to see a pass in that territory because if it's picked off, you know it's going right on in. It really is, but Fran really has to open things up now, and he's got to take the chance. He's got to get upfield as fast as he can. A first down on the play, out to the 15-yard line as Marinero and Tarkenton combine for a gain of 12. Now at the Viking 15-yard line. Again, Tarkenton dropping back. Again, he shoots to the left side, but he underthrows this time, and at the 35-yard line, it's incomplete as Jimmy Lash was the intended receiver. Tarkenton unhappy, complaining to the referee about something on that play. Tarkenton is 16 of 22 this afternoon, 146 yards. And again, Miami with a 3-5 defense. Anticipating pass all the way. Marinaro and Reed continue as the running backs. The reason I'm sure that Foreman is out and Marinaro is in is because Ed is a better receiver. And here's a running play. Reed getting a great block and a good hole up the middle as he comes across the 20 and out to the 24-yard line as Oscar Reed got about as good a hole in the middle of the line as the Vikings have opened today. Frank Gallagher. Those linebackers. Those linebackers just turned around and flew out of there, and it was a quick draw play to Reed. In fact, Reed was running forward, and the linebackers were still had their backs to him and running the opposite way for an instant anyway. Third and one for the Vikings. The uh, ball control play for them. They must hang on to it with nine minutes and counting here left in the game. Tarkenton over Tinglehoff takes it. Gives to Oscar Reed, slants across the 25 out to the 26, and it looks like he's got the first down. I and it took got. a second and third effort to do it. Right, he appeared to be stopped and twisted and got it. So the Vikings keep the ball. On third downs, they're 50% now, 6 out of 12. But that clock has got to hurt them. If they do get their game together, it's now under the nine-minute mark, and they trail it 24-7. to At their own 26. Tarkenton getting a big rush, but steps up and passes complete to Reed, and then he drops the ball. Oscar had it at the 30, and as he was tackled, it squirted out of his arms. Doug Swift, the linebacker, had him, and he dropped the ball. That three-man Miami rush is really causing Tarkenton a lot of problems. They have five... Minnesota has five men to block three, and those Miami defensive front three are really doing a job, believe me. Reed leaves the field now, and he is replaced by the veteran Bill Brown in the backfield for the first time. 13 years out of Illinois, and as tough a running back in his time as there ever was. 
from their own 26, Marinaro and Brown. But Tarkington to throw. Plenty of time over the middle. He completes it to Brown at the 34-yard line, and Brown is down at that point. Swift and Matheson combining for the stop. That play was good for nine, but Minnesota's still going to be short of the first. It'll be third on a long one. And the clock running. Bob Hines coming in for uh, the uh, Dolphins on defense and leaving the field is Matheson. Let's see if they stay on the ground. It's a running play. It went to Brown and he went straight up the middle and I don't know. He got no, I believe he's going to have it. Yes, they are signaling first down. Eight minutes even. Left to play in the game, but that clock is running. And the Dolphins have the lead 24 to 7. They scored the first two times they had the ball in the first half, led 17 to nothing by halftime, added a touch in the third period, and uh, they've just dominated the game. That's the best way you can say it. Tarkenton wants to throw, has time, firing long left, and what a hit. A fly goes down at the 40-yard line as Marinero was the intended receiver, but he was nailed by Tim Foley a clear split second before the ball was in his arms. The most obvious pass interference I've ever seen. We don't need the replay of that one, do we? Tim Foley, who has been injured and out of the Dolphins lineup several times this year, probably has his timing just a little bit off. And, uh, well, he has the satisfaction of getting a hit. Minnesota's going to have to get some bigger yards out of this drive. And I'm sure Miami doesn't mind have Minnesota come down and gain three, four, five, six yards at a pop. Uh, they're using just too much time. They're not going to get back in the game doing it. And by the way, that's the first time today that Miami has been penalized. First and ten for the Vikings. Tarkenton flaring it out to the right side. It goes to Marinara across the 45, across midfield, down the other 45, inside the 40, playing a tug of war with Johnson, and he gets dragged all the way down to the 32-yard line. And maybe some more yardage ball beyond that. That was incredible, the tug of war going on between Marinaro and, I believe, Curtis Johnson. A 27-yard gain. Marinaro made a super run on that play. And, you know, they put him in there for the passing game, and uh, they feel he is a better, better in the passing game than in the running game. But right there, he showed me quite a bit in his running. A first down for the Vikings, who are finally rolling, but probably too late. They're at the Miami 32-yard line. Tarkenton going to stick to the air. He's heaving long to the left side, way, way into the corner. It is incomplete. Lash, the intended receiver, and he threw double coverage from Johnson and Scott in the corner. Scott, number 13, and Johnson, 45. Now, second and 10, back at the 32-yard line. Lash, after that long run, goes to the bench, and... Carol Dale takes his place. Scott made a fine play for Miami right there. Fran rolling to the right and looking like he was going to throw a short pass to the right through cross country, really, uh, deep to the left. And Scott turned around and got back there in plenty of time. Seemingly a long huddle by the Vikings. And the Miami crowd, which is closest to our microphone, shouting, defense, defense. Marinaro and Brown continue as the setbacks, mostly for blocking. Tarkenton to throw, plenty of time, over the middle he goes, and it is 
incomplete at the goal line. He threw that ball in between Voight and Gilliam. Apparently, Voight was the intended receiver, but it fell incomplete. Fran's upset with himself right here on this play. The ball, I think, slipped off his fingers, and he had Voight open. The ball was just wobbling around and went way over his head. Parkinson with a Super Bowl record now of 18 completions today out of 27 tries. A further example of how statistics can be misleading because his team is hurting. He personally scored the Vikings' only touchdown when he rushed it in. And now he faces a third and ten situation. Lash back as the wide receiver again on the left side. Undoubtedly Tarkenton to throw here as he drops back. Looks left. Waits. Now fires left side. And it is intercepted at the goal line. Curtis Johnson has the ball on the interception. The first turnover of the day. He is dragged down at the ten-yard line as Tarkenton has coughed up the ball for the first time. Gilliam was his intended receiver, but Johnson picked it off. I don't know, Andy, but it looked what, to me like Gilliam stopped running coming across the field. It looked like a real good pass, and uh, for some reason or other, Gilliam just pulled up, and the interception was made. The first interception we've had today, there have been a few fumbles, but they've, uh, well, one of them was turned over. Actually, Jake Scott made a recovery for the... Uh, Dolphins, but a team with only 30 seconds remaining in the first half, and it was on a fourth down play when the ball would have gone over anyway. So this is our first pure uh, turnover of the day. And with that turnover, it looks like some of our fans here are making an early exit. You know, some of the people have been taunting us from right below our booth here, thinking apparently that we are the Viking broadcasters. And I wish uh, my friend Joe McConnell, who is the Minnesota broadcaster would stand up. <laughs> At the 10-yard line. Miami taking over. And they will now try to go onto a drive here that will probably stay on the ground and run the clock. Zonka up the middle. And he gains even more yardage. He's amazing. He goes across the 15 to the 17. Jim Marshall brings him down. And Zonka has just had a tremendous day. We now have him at 124 yards on 25 carries. It is uh, the record. We were talking earlier about Matt Snell having held the old record at 121 yards set in 1969. So give on that carry, give Zonka the new record. Make it 123 as we recalculate. Second and three for Miami. Another running play. Again, it's Zonka slanting to his left, getting across the 20 to the 22-yard line. Alan Page and Jeff Seaman together to bring him down. And it hasn't been easy to bring Zonka down today. You know, it's just been pure pleasure to watch him run. And, you know, it's amazing. A man that size who does have all the power of a bull and uses it is, is, is yet agile and is able to pick his way uh, into that line. Something gets blocked up, he can reverses field so quickly and just picks his way through there and ends up with you know, substantial yardage. The crowd cheering because they've been told to play late what you already know and that is about Zonka's Super Bowl rushing record. A first and ten for Miami. Running play to kick. He slants along the left side and it's obvious now Bob that they are trying to just consume this clock, which has less than five minutes running. They're going to just try and use some time as they go up the field here. They'd like to bring it down to the two-minute mark and 
if they have to give their football up then, well, I think that'd be, you know, they'll be pleased with that. Certainly they'd like to keep it the entire 4.39 on the clock now. So Fran Tarkenton, in his first trip to a Super Bowl and in championship play, will be frustrated, but he's not a quitter. But it's going to be a tough one to swallow because he wanted this one very badly. And the Dolphins are going to win this one almost for sure. Zonka gets another try. Won't get too much this time. Stacked at the 24-yard line in his own territory by Eller and Siemens. But that clock just keeps moving relentlessly on. 4-10 and running right now. Miami very conservative now, just running the ball right into the line. Let's pause five seconds for stations to identify themselves on the CBS radio network. WBBM Chicago News Radio 78. Miami trying to become only the second team to win back-to-back Super Bowls, something that is not easy. Green Bay did it at the inception of the AFC-NFC Championship Series, which at that time was the AFL-NFL. Hand off to Larry Zonka, and a big hit against Greasy in the backfield, and a flag was thrown. Looked to me like Alan Page was in on Greasy, and he really leveled him. And a flag was thrown away from the play. Just typical of Minnesota all afternoon. They finally did stop that play up the middle with Zonka, where the quarterback rolls out and gives that counter back. And Page just chased after Greasy and just threw him, bounced him really off the turf. And uh, Allen is very upset. We're going to get a 15-yard penalty. Yeah, it's going, it's going the other way, though. The penalty here is going to be against Kuchenberg for trying to retaliate against Page. Uh, I beg your pardon. No, we saw Kuchenberg hit Page, but the penalty does go against Minnesota. So it is on the hit of Greasy. Put the ball at the 40-yard line. Move it back to the 40. And Twilly replaces Briscoe as a wide receiver for the Dolphins. Well, with that penalty, Miami should certainly get the ball down to two minutes in their position. And they're announcing that the penalty was on Page. Keep it on the ground, they do. And the running back again is Zonka, heading out to the 45-yard line. Stopped there by Marshall and Wally Hilgenberg. Paul Warfield being relieved of duty now as he comes to the sideline, getting a big hand. Zonka today, 29 carries on to 35 yards. Let's take a look at uh, uh, Warfield. Two receptions for 33 yards. Dolphins at their own 45. A second and six situation faces them. 2.56 left in the game. Kick gets the handoff. Starts out wide right. Cuts back inside. And gets uh, just shy of midfield. He will be leveled at the 49-yard line in his own territory. And the man who did the leveling, basically uh, Gary Larson, also Paul Krause. Two minutes and 45 seconds left in the game. A game clearly dominated by the Dolphins almost from the outset. Their early running plays were the plays that dominated the game and set the pattern for this one today, Bob, I'd say. Yes. I don't know what's going on here right now. Uh, there hasn't been a timeout called. It's not the two-minute warning yet. There might have been a penalty on this play, Andy. 
We didn't see a flag again, but they have called a personal foul wow. against Miami. And also against Minnesota. Against both teams. Yeah, so it's going to be uh, nullified. The play will be nullified. I should say the penalty is nullified. The play stands as is. The penalties are offsetting. We've had only one field goal attempt today. It was successful in the second quarter. Yepremian lined up for a 28-yarder and made it. Now they're bringing the chains on the field to see if the Dolphins have their first down here. I think the players who made up that uh, penalty are Kuchenberg and Page, and uh, I think they're having, having their own battle on the field. They're really going at it. The penalties were called after the play. They are short, just inches short of the first down. Third and inches. I think Page is just furious. He was called for the penalty earlier against Greasy, and Kuchenberg uh, is trying to help out and retaliate a little bit, and uh, we're seeing a little action. In fact, we're seeing a lot of action. Hey, Yard line. Five of nine and third down conversions. And now cracking across the Viking line appeared to be Alan Page and, and uh, Mid Eller followed him across too. So flags were thrown immediately and the play never got going. Offside, Offside called against Minnesota. And this is going to give Miami another first down. Well, we'll have to get the locker room conversation on that, but there may have been some deception down there to try to draw that. Six penalties against Minnesota, good for 60 yards. Twenty first downs for the Dolphins. 2.45 left. Clock never got started on that last play, so now the ball is at the 45 of Minnesota. Miami splitting its running backs. Jim Tick getting a carry, but he is into a huge pile of humanity along that left side of the line. And will gain very little yardage, about a yard. Gary Larson credited with the tackle on that. Second down and nine yards to go, and we are rapidly approaching the two-minute mark. You know, Bob, you have to say now, in all honesty, it's amazing how often this championship game between the two best teams in football has been uh, a less than competitive affair. You know, and I really thought this game was really going to accent the true meaning of Super Bowl, where we had, we have really two very powerful teams, and it's uh, it's just unfortunate that Minnesota couldn't get it get, get it together. Sticking again to the ground, Larry Zonka wide to the left side. Zonka across the 40-yard line and down to the 38. And that will be the last play before the two-minute warning. Actually, the clock stopped at 1.58. Hilgenberg and Bryant getting together to bring him down. Taking a look at some of the figures now. Zonka in rushing, 30 carries, 141 yards. So he clearly has the record. He's got uh, 20 yards on the record right now because Matt Snell's old record was 121. And he has also tied the record for the most attempts. Snell has tried it uh, 30 times back at 69, and he's got 30 right now. And you can hear the chant in front of us, Bob, we're number one. We're number one, and uh, I don't know who's going to beat this Miami team, Andy. Uh, maybe the Giants will be here next year. Well, it's uh, 
sort of just walking around out there right now. Uh, they're really frustrated, and I'm sure that they expected to give a better game than this. Last year, Miami beat Washington 14-7, to but really, it was a clear domination of the game than that final score would indicate. The year before, Dallas defeated Miami handily by a count of 24-3. to Probably the best Super Bowl competition-wise was in 1971 when Baltimore defeated Dallas 16-13. Bob, you have a note? Yes, and here's something, Andy. Larry Zonka has been named winner of Sport Magazine's Most Valuable Player Award for Super Bowl VIII. He will receive a Dodge Charger sports car at a luncheon to be held in New York City. He succeeds teammate Jake Scott of the Miami Dolphins. Previous Super Bowl winners were, in 1967, Bart Starr of Green Bay, and in 1968, uh, again, Bart Starr of Green Bay. 1969, Joe Namath of the Jets. 1970, Len Dawson of Kansas City. 1971, Chuck Howley of Dallas. 72, Roger Staubach. And, of course, last year, Jake Scott. So congratulations to Larry Zonka. And he certainly deserves it. I don't know how you could vote for anybody else the way things have gone here today. Sending Twilly in motion toward the left side, but it'll be a handoff to Zonka, who now has the record for carries, as this is his 31st attempt on the... 32nd attempt on the afternoon. And he lugs the football to the 35-yard line of Minnesota. Alan Page and Jim Marshall bring him down at that point. Clock running, and precious little the Vikings can do about it now. What a super job the Miami offensive line is doing. You... you you know Minnesota was keying on Donka, and they just were unable to stop him all day. And that's a credit to the blocking up front. They got the ball on this drive by way of that interception. They are now going for a fourth and one. Miami trying to keep the ball. They don't want the Vikings to touch it again. So here they go, fourth and one at the Minnesota 35. Zonka, the big guy, of course he's got it. What would you expect? <laughs> the kind of day Zonka's having today, he had to get it. Otherwise, the uh, Hollywood scriptwriters would have had to change it when they make the film of it. That's right. And he just took a dive over the line, and I think if he would have uh, uh, just decided to get big yards, he could have gotten it. There was a big hole right up through there. What a football player. We mentioned, and now Zonka is being taken from the game to give the fans a chance to give him their own personal ovation. He's getting it. He deserves it. Don Nottingham, the human bowling ball, takes his place. He suffered a broken nose on a one-punch fight on New Year's Eve. Jim Kick on the carry. Gets inside the 30 and is downed at the 28-yard line as Kick has also done a very workmanlike job today. And Andy, I think that's going to be the last play of the game. We have only 19 seconds left to go and we are about ready to crown the Miami Dolphins winners of Super Bowl VIII. Miami's freely, freely substituting now, and uh, they're counting down. Four, three, two, one. The game is over, and the Miami Dolphins are the champions of the pro football world. They have won the Super Bowl for the second time running, only the second team ever to do that. Way back at the start of the series, the Green Bay Packers did it by defeating Kansas City and Oakland of the AFL. Well, that's the end of the game, and the final score is... The Dolphins 24, the Vikings 7. We'll be back with a recap in a moment. Don't let that dream vacation turn into a nightmare. Those extra added loads on your camper or trailer, or boat, or even bulky luggage, they can all start your car tilting and swaying, leave you fighting for control. <laughs> That's no vacation for you. 
So you put that load where it belongs. You put the load on air adjustable Gabriel hijackers. Take a load off wagon. Get a lift, you see. Take a load off campus. And put the load right on me. Gabriel hijackers. The air adjustable shock absorbers you feel like a tire. Gabriel hijackers can lift loads up to a thousand pounds on campers, wagons, and cars while helping to maintain a safe level ride. That's hijackers to take a load off your mind as well as your camper, wagon, or car. Take a load off wagon. Gotta lift your feet, yeah. Take a load off campers. Gabriel hijackers. The shocking difference. Bob Tucker, Andy Musser at Rice Stadium in Houston to wrap it up. And looking back over it, there was a clear domination, as we've been telling you, by the Dolphins. Although, strangely enough, the second half was a standoff at seven points apiece. So we've got to go back to the first half to find out where this game was won. And you have to go right back to the very beginning of it because the Dolphins scored the first two times they had the ball. Zonko on a five-yard touchdown. Then they got it back by way of a punt. And uh, Jim Kick scored on a one-yard touchdown. They later, after having to punt the ball in the next series themselves, added a field goal to give them a 17-0 halftime lead, making the second half a one-touchdown standoff for each side. Let's get some observations on the game from Bob. Well, as far as Minnesota's concerned, you know, and I know the feeling only too well, uh, they were just unable to put it together this afternoon. Uh, they were not productive on offense. Their defense was unable to control Miami's offense. And it just resulted in a scoring opportunity after scoring opportunity for Miami. And, of course, Miami took advantage of their field position right off the bat. Uh, as we mentioned, they scored twice right in the first quarter. Both times they got the football, which had to set Minnesota back. And, uh, and I think they lost their poise a little bit. Uh, they tried to regain their confidence as they went back on the field. I think feeling their way, hoping something would happen, hoping someone would make the big play. And it just never came about. They had their opportunity, I think, for a big play in the opening of the second half when they ran down. They took the opening kickoff. Gilliam did, took it all the way down to the Miami 25-yard line, only to be nullified by a penalty, which brought it back to their own 10. And coming out the second half and started like, starting like this uh, was just typical of the day uh, uh, Minnesota had in front of them. Miami, on the other hand, uh, were just the powerful super football team that... Uh, uh, you know, that they've always been in the past. And they truly are uh, the super champions and uh, deserve uh, uh, the Super Bowl eight crown, really. Uh, I don't really know who's going to beat them, you know. They just seem to pass at will and run at will. Uh, uh, no one can stop them. I think if they would have tried harder and they didn't have such a lead in the beginning, they could have scored more points. That's possible. The next team to get a chance to beat them, by the way, will be the college all-stars. After we take a few months off, the All-Stars will uh, get their shot at the Miami Dolphins, and it's going to be tough. Such a machine they are that this afternoon they were penalized only one time for a total of four yards. And, of course, the individual hero has to be Larry Zonka. He received the game MVP award as voted by Sport Magazine. And he winds up, according to our figures here, with 145 yards on 33 attempts. Both of them are new Super Bowl records. Bob Greasy, on the other hand, not called on to pass all that often. He passed the ball today only seven times, but he completed six of them. In the conference championship victory over Oakland, he put the ball in the air only six times. So such a great team surrounding Greasy that his skills really haven't been called on that often. He had 73 yards in the air today. 
Fran Tarkenton, of course, particularly passing uh, so so frequently toward the end of the game, wound up putting it in the air 18, uh, or excuse me, completing 18 of 28 attempts for 182 yards. He also had the one interception at the end, which the Vikings, uh, which the Dolphins then took uh, possession of the ball following that interception and never again gave it back. And there were six minutes and 24 seconds left at the time that happened. And that was the kind of day it was for Miami here today. So our congratulations to the Dolphins. It's been a long football season through 17 games, including the championship here. And uh, they certainly deserve everything that they have coming to them, which is certainly a whale of a party beginning right about now. Bob, it was fun working with you, and I congratulate you for doing a great job on your first game as an analyst here, and we'll look forward to seeing you back in the field next year. Well, thank you very much, Andy, and I wish we could be more controversial. I wish we had a little bit more even even game on the scoreboard. I think it would have been a little bit more fun for us. Well, we didn't have too much to fight about today, did we? No, I'm glad we our booth wasn't on the Minnesota side of the field. That was one of the things that really worked out well. At least we had the Miami fans in the background. So there you have it. The 1974 Super Bowl champion is Miami over Minnesota. The final score again, 24 to 7. Andy Musser along with Bob Tucker. Our spotters have been Harley Peterson and Hank Goldberg. Our technician, Bob West from KTRH, our CBS radio affiliate here in Houston. And our executive producer of the game, Frank Miller, all of us saying so long. Let me present now the commissioner of the National Football League, Pete Rozelle, to make the presentation to owner Mr. Joe Robbie and to Don Shula. Well, I think the, uh, the visual impact of today's event, John, make any verbal description uh, quite inadequate. Uh, it was obviously an extremely impressive win and tremendous credit to the entire organization, Joe, you know, the, the group you put together, starting with this outstanding coach and uh, an amazing group of football players. Congratulations and I think that it was, uh, it certainly equals last year, even though you went, <laughs> you went clean last year. Your Super Bowl win, I think, was more convincing today. Marvelous job by the entire Dolphins. Thank you very much, Thank you, Commissioner. Thank you. Listen, I just, I just like to say a couple of things about uh, the trophy. And, of course, I, I mentioned last year what this trophy means and what the man meant that uh, made all this possible. But I just like to say a couple of things about our football team. In the four years that I've been down to Miami, every year this team has gotten a little bit better. The first year we got to the playoffs and got beaten in the playoffs. The next year we made it to the Super Bowl, but we were frustrated and we got beaten in the Super Bowl. And then last year, 17-0, the Super Bowl, everything else. And I didn't think that anything else could ever be any greater than that. But this year, even though we lost two ball games, for this team to be able to go back to back, and there's only one other team that ever did that, Bart, the old pack. And uh, I just, I feel so proud of this team because I think, I, again, it's gone one step beyond what it did last year. Last year was fantastic, but the accomplishment this year of going back-to-back -back against the competition that we've had to go against just makes me so proud of our football team, the coaches, the entire organization. I'm just a uh, part, I'm proud to be a part of it. Thank you. Thank you, Don. Mr. Robbie, how about a few words from you? Yes, all you screwed and Don screwing. That'd be quite a record for me. Last year, I was asked what we could uh, do for an encore after going 17-0, and I said, well, what's wrong with 34-0? This afternoon, I'm perfectly satisfied with 32-2. But unimaginative people keep asking me that same question, uh, what if you beat Minnesota this afternoon? Well, all I can say to them now is, now we'll strive for consistency. We want to make this habit for you. There are two million people in the 
Paradise uh, area of South Florida who share in this uh, great triumph with us. And 10,000 of them were out here this afternoon. One of the Minneapolis people said, you've got the wildest fans I ever saw, and that was before the game started. Uh, we're, we're mighty happy. If you'll join us tonight over at the Marriott, why, uh, we'll try and get you happy uh, with us because this is an, another great moment for the Miami Dolphins. Thank you very much. Thank you very much, Mr. Robbie. Thank you, Dean. Congratulations here. Let's see, we have Bob Greasy here, and is, is Coach Shula left already? I Coach had to go back there to... Uh, Bob, congratulations. Thank you very much. It's, uh, it's hard to realize that it's over and we've won it uh, all week long. It's a preparation type of thing, and you're concerned about going out and doing it, and then you don't know you're going to win. You know, a lot of people feel very confident, and we certainly did, but until you go out and play the ball game, and uh, it just hasn't hit me yet. It will later, I'm sure. All right, John Shaw, I believe, has a question for you, Bob. Bob, I thought you faced a great deal of the time today an offset defense by Minnesota. Did you use quite a few audibles? You seem to attack it perfectly. Well, not really, John. Uh, we, uh, we studied pretty well. We kind of knew what they were going to do uh, as far as uh, they didn't use a lot of odd fronts before, but we knew what we could do and knew how to block them. Uh, we, didn't, uh, we don't use that many checkoffs during a ball game. We feel like... Uh, it's, it's, the few times you can check off the better because anytime you do audibleize and everybody all 11 people have to get it and there's a there's the chance that somebody may not get it because of the crowd noise or they may think you said a number that you didn't say so the best way to do it is to prepare so thoroughly that you don't have to use checkoffs all right we do have yes part start bob with the same apply to the pass that you threw to briscoe down the goal line was it rather than an audible something you just anticipated their coverage to be in right barton i'm sure you've done it many times you you get in a certain situation on the football field and you have a pretty good idea of what they're going to be in. And they were blitzing on that situation. And all the linebackers and the strong safety was accounted for. And it was a slant in to uh, Marlin and he made a good catch out of it. And uh, it's just, just a matter of, of knowing what they're going to do at, at a precise time. Wayne Walker. Bob, uh, Larry Zonka has stated that you have a great understanding of the running game. And I know he likes you for that being a running back. Now, two weeks ago against Oakland, you threw very few times. And this afternoon, you threw seven times. But most of those came early. Did you feel that uh, going into today's game that you may have to throw more against Minnesota than you have in the past? As we did against Oakland, we were prepared to throw a lot more. But I felt the, the, the tempo of the game, the way we got out way in front, the running game was going well again. And, and just the things that, uh, that I thought the way the game should be called, we did it this way. And uh, we had a lot of pass plays on. They got a good rush. And uh, some of our offensive linemen, Wayne Moore in particular, was banged up a little bit. And uh, I thought the best way to handle it was to get positive plays rather than try and, uh, and throw a lot and maybe get thrown for, uh, for losses of uh, the yardage. So, uh... All right, Pete uh, Redflap. Yes, uh, Bob. It seemed in the uh, in the first half that you were using Warfield sparingly, and of course maybe during the week you had to shift the emphasis of your passing game to the other side using Briscoe a little bit more, not knowing whether Warfield could really stretch out or not. And in the third quarter, that nice uh, split of the zone to Warfield. Anything take place in the first half? Warfield told you, look, I tried it, it's okay. Well, no, yeah, exactly. I was talking to Paul all the time because early in the game I didn't know whether he would be full strength or half strength or how he would be able to run so I didn't know whether to lead him like he usually runs or not but he came back and said that he was running pretty well and just about up to, up to par and so uh, we got together but I did let him have a few plays in the first quarter to, to, to test it out. Uh, Bart Starr we have a scramble here first we'd like you to comment on if you would Bob uh, since uh, this was kind of uh, rare to see you doing uh, this what happened in this pick situation? 
I forgot. <laughs> no, this was uh, supposed to be a pass to Paul on the left, and uh, they had probably scouted us and saw that we'd like to go to him down there, and they had him covered pretty well. I mean, of course, you don't want to uh, give the ball up down there on an interception, so I just thought the best thing to do was keep it and run for what I got and come up and line up again and try to score the next time. All right. Well, thank you very much, Bob, and congratulations again.